fucking do it. Uh, I don't. I don't know. We we already did like a weird pre intro, and then we had did some we changes. Just I mean, we're like, okay, right, well, bye, you want to well, do it? You want to do a new intro? Because I can do a new intro. Yeah, we're gonna do a new intro. Yeah, what, what do you got, Jesse? What do you got for us? All right, cool. Um, can can everybody give me their age really quickly? <laughs> like no, no 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 joke no joke. I feel like, like I feel like a single. Brandon's in the like thirty one. Right? Wait, Am I wrong? And I, Mike and I are the same age. Todd is older. I don't know what that means, though. Like, are you 31? <laughs> uh, Mike and I are 32. 32. Well, you just turned 32. Yeah. Like, just, like, recently. Like, last week. Last month, yeah. Yeah, like, last weekish, kind of, like, week and a half. Okay, so Mike like is that. 32, and Todd, how old are you? Uh, I'm about to go in for my second colonoscopy, so you can just take so you're a 47. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to with you with the colonoscopy, but I'm 39. 39. Okay. So you guys are like around this age. So like my pre-show was basically going to be like, what was your first AOL screen name? Oh man. Mine's bad. It's not bad, but it's like, mine's just but, so Okay. Dumb. So, so you're, you're still in that age that like you had one. Absolutely. It was really what I was going yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Todd, Todd okay. was a Netscape type of guy. He no was way. A, right. I was like the, I was the guy that was there at the initial AOL when it launched kind of fucking because thing. Like I, I've asked some people and they're like, Oh, I never had AOL. Like I'm too young for that. And I've I've hit that level now. Wow! Where like I'm I'm like talking to people via yeah, Twitch. Really like, like mm-hmm. I've I, I have friends like my friend Jessica Linverdi who has a, a Twitch channel, and she uh, has a bunch of people in her community. But I've learned that a lot of them are very young. They're like you know seventeen, eighteen, and they don't know what like yeah, no not that they don't cool. know what AOL is, but they've never had an AIM screen name because that was so far past them. Because it was like AIM and then like iChat were like the two big ones when we were younger and like iChat is obviously much later than aim but i'm Remember curious leaving, what, leaving like you could leave a message saying where you were on aim too yeah like, you, you could know, leave like, your hey, weight message or yeah, your profile there was crazy. so much stuff so i'm oh, curious yeah. if y'all had any embarrassing maybe not necessarily your first but like what do you think your most embarrassing aol or aim so screen name was i've only had one my entire life and i had it from the beginning and I wanted to say that AOL and like that instant messenger was so good for if you didn't know a girl that well, the mm-hmm. amount of girls I dated through that, just getting to know them and then actually going yeah. on dates with them through that was insane during like the prime of that, like when it was out. It was like <laughs> Todd, insane. Todd's so old that AIM is that how was you met your wife? Tinder. <laughs> uh, no, it is not. But, but it's, it's, it should have been. Actually, I talked to her a lot through that though because I was too. Yeah, I mean, probably, yeah. but I, I didn't meet her that way. But I mean, it was a big I, part of people's life. Oh man, huge! And uh, my name was Mac Ten Hustler. <laughs> Mac Ten Hustler. <laughs> Wait, so what's what's the story behind that? What does Mac Ten Hustle mean? Uh, I was a big fan of West Side Connection and Ice Cube back okay. in the day. And okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mac Ten was part of the group, and I was like, I can't think of anything. Okay. Wait, so what, why yeah. hustle? I, who the fuck knows? I don't know. <laughs> because Todd's a hustler, okay. baby. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mike, what yeah, about no. you? Um, okay, so my first AIM screen name, it wasn't like it was literally AOL. Like my my father had purchased mm-hmm. AOL. Yeah. I remember it was my initials 1089, probably. Because okay. I was very lazy. And I remember it. Wait, Looking so it was it was M like with the eighty nine in the middle, or how was it? Uh, ten eighty nine was at the end. So, so how did it initial, start? Huh? M, my the rest of my initials, ten eighty nine. <laughs> I don't know what Mike's middle name is. 
And I don't know. Tell Jesse, it's for it's for the records, Mike. I only I only met him. Mike less than a year. Well, actually, after this point, it's more than a year ago we met. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is like uh, a, basically finally, a year anniversary. We finally. Cheers. This is this hey. is like a this is this is our friend anniversary. Hell yeah! Wow. Um, wow, perfect time for me to show up. Ironically enough, Mike's name is very similar to my PSN name because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing when I'm MTWG. Whatever I don't even know Mike. Mike. I know Mike. I don't know his his last name or his middle name. I don't know anything about Mike. Yeah, Mike, what's your middle name? He loves Persona oh, yeah. 5, and that's it. That's all I know. <laughs> I think he loves Persona 5. And he showed up to the Tetris panel with an Afro pick. That's literally all I know. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that in a second. I just wanted to say <laughs> so that was my first screen name. And I remember like looking back on it, it's weird because I remember like me and my sister, um, because we would, it was back when AIM public chat rooms were a thing. Of course. So I remember us designing like, okay, if we're going to be in these chat rooms, we have to lie about our age because, you know, they're <laughs> always. So yeah. We made, we made ourselves, or at least I did, oh. I made myself a year older. So mind you, it's a 1089. <laughs> Wait, it was, just one it was, year? Yeah. It was, it was the year 2000. So I was saying I was 12 years old. Something, something along the way. That Nailed makes it so much better than 11. I know. I don't know who I thought I was fooling. Um, after that, Let's I know... just do the whole episode on this. Fuck it. Yeah, for I real. know what I'm saying. You could do a whole episode on. You're I know in middle good. school at some point my screen name was Froboy something. It had numbers. At the end of <laughs> what is Froboy? Because I had an afro. Oh, I was thinking Froyo. That's how white my ass is. <laughs> So yeah, Mike's, Mike's, Mike's other Mike's other name was uh was was uh Frogurt. I love yeah. uh wait, wait, what is it TCYB like the country's best frozen yogurt or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there's a whole frogan yogurt scene that I, I was. What is frogan yogurt? Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a Mass Effect that. character. <laughs> the frogan. I know it. I think of the Krogan. Is that, is that a real cat or is that like you, you doing the thing? It's a no, filter. It's, it's my real cat. <laughs> Yo, I have a dog in my apartment right now. Fucking lit. That dog oh. is the best dog I've ever fucking seen. What kind of dog is it? It's like a it's like a two year old black lab. It's a foster okay. dog. So they're, they're it's getting adopted tomorrow. But uh, one of uh, my roommate's friends brought it, and it's honestly his name is T. Best dog I've ever seen. You love oh, to see it. Um, pivoting off of the screen name thing for just a split second, you can see the cat tower behind me. Mm -hmm. um, this cat that's on my lap right now, he was at the top of the cat tower and threw up onto the blinds. Just he just <laughs> blah, like like this, this happened a couple hours ago, and I I just I just like because I was standing right next to it, and I knew there was nothing for me to do to stop it from happening. Is I just this, feel like it, you have the cat from Captain Marvel on your lap right now. That's all I'm envisioning right now. It's yeah. like she's about to fucking this vision. Visioning? <laughs> visioning? Uh, wait, Mike, is this in addition to the other tweet that you put yes. out the other day? Explain yes. that one. Explain that one. So, in that case, so the whole throwing up on the blinds thing, he was at the very top of the tower. Um, when he threw up into the other cat's um, food bowl he was at the bottom so there's there's that last level and then there's a level right below it that i you can kind of almost see the uh like the little hole that you mm. hide in so he was sitting on top of that and he threw up and it went right into the other cat's food bowl you know he should have just damn you, you gotta respect the space you know 
He's mark marking his territory. That's fucked yeah, up. I, I gotta figure him out. I I think he just has too much fur, and he's got a lot of fur balls, and he's throwing them fucked out. up. Iron yeah. off. Wait, so Brendan, what is your what is your first AOL screen name? I I'm trying to because you had asked this at some point, and I was trying to think about it. And I'm like, what what was my first? I don't know if I can think of my actual first, but the first couple M- most embarrassing. I mean, the first couple are all pretty embarrassing. So I'll I'll just say that uh, the first one was probably Lost Angel 64. Why? Why Lost Angel? What is Lost Angel a reference to? Uh, Doctor Who? Because I'm I'm, just me. I'm 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 like a um. uh, Wait, wait. Lost Angel is not like a song lyric or like a video game reference. It is literally just just you're like, like, oh man, I'm a fucking Lost Angel. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I'm not kidding. I feel so much better about Mac Ten Hustler at this point that like the sixty. You absolutely should. Are you kidding me, Lost Angel? Fuck. Listen, I was like, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a pretty emotional person, so you know, True. dude, you're older than me though. Like, you probably made this when you were like 15. No, I, no. I had AOL He's when I was 23. young. What is young? Uh, I don't know. If Mike's if Mike had it around 11, it was probably that for me too, maybe 10. Okay, so um, you were like first. You were like you were a little bit before I was then. Okay. Yeah, because I we had like a family computer. But I was so the one that I. used yeah. it for uh, for AOL a lot. And yeah, I I played a lot of Rocket Power uh, Flash games for sure. Yeah, I was on Newgrounds quite a ton. But Lost oh, Angel sixty four. Unless I'm unless I'm just oh so good. Unless I'm just like not forgetting some crucial part of my past that would make me make a screen name called Lost Angel sixty four. A Lost Angel thing was me being like my little I don't know emotional person, and then the sixty four was because. Fucking love the Nintendo 64, baby. Wait, so, really? so funny. Well, yeah, you know, that's why the 64 was there. I thought that was your birth date. Oh, <laughs> um, the you only like 50 years old, bro. You were born o- June 4th, homie. The only <laughs> other, the only other screen in that I think could have potentially predated that was would have been Skater Boy, which was uh. In- Wait, did you get S K H T E R B O I? You're fucking right, I did, baby. No way. Yes. Yo, dude, you could probably sell that for money. <laughs> There's no way I still have access to it. Uh, Brendan, you'll you'll appreciate this, Brendan, but I I was using my AOL thing when I first met Amanda. So I was 23 at that point and still using AOL. I think it was like at the the, the ending of it. But we were Who hurt talking you? about we were talking about loss again. Todd is nearly. I watched the original, it was the first episode of Lost. I remember telling Amanda, I'm like, this show's really good and I didn't expect it to be. We should watch this. And then we watched Did you watch all of Lost? Yes. Dude, we should talk about Lost. (laughs) We we can do a Lost show. I I love love Lost. I want to rewatch Lost Lost so bad. I want to rewatch Lost so bad. It's my favorite TV show. We could could talk about it all fucking day. That's some of the best characters ever. Like, It's so good. Listen, plot holes aside, ending aside, shows fucking. There's amazing. no plot holes. We could talk about it. I, I've got an answer. No, for I, don't, everything. I don't think there's. I don't think there's plot holes, but I think the ending 
people maybe, called out maybe, what the ending was going to be from the beginning, and then they yeah. were like, "Fuck, this is where Dude, we're going." But we're a lot of not plot holes, but there's there's some messiness towards the end for sure. Dude, a lot of people call out the ending and they're wrong, and I can answer every fucking question about. No, the like people people think it's like fake, and like like there's people out there that are like, "Oh no, so nothing on that island was real." And I'm like, "No, motherfucker, it was all no, real." No, they don't like, understand. Like, they don't understand it's, the, it's the, the side reality. No. They don't I get know. it. It's crazy. I know. Dude, it's, it was the metaverse. We're gonna have a lost episode, and I'm gonna fucking go in. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm I am down for this, dude. Um, I fucking love Lost. I uh, don't give me a reason to rewatch Lost because I'll fucking do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna retcon my my AOL screen name origin story. I actually uh, I named my screen name no, after Lost no, 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 no. like 10, 15 years before Lost was a thing. So here's yeah. the thing. My I was gonna ask you, Smoke Monster. My screen name was Polar Bear. <laughs> <laughs> with a question mark at the end Weeder, my, those screen name, commercials. my screen name before lost was dharma initiative i don't know yeah. why <laughs> i was the hatch 67 oh shit if i actually watched lost and i like mike you first, should it is fucking amazing mike, i think you would actually like legitimately like lost it's a you fantastic show. 69 so uh no what was it like 42 it was a string of numbers and then her yeah. for like 8 16 32 43 something yeah it was professional lost person um, my, my favorite thing about lost is that i watched the first episode and i watched the last episode and that was it dude so okay a quick tangent because like mike I, I i get where you're coming from um my my best friend and i at the time in in high school we watched i got lost season one on dvd for christmas and i've never watched lost before and it was like pretty much like as lost was wrapping up we watched the whole first season in one sitting we spent like 23 hours it was like the last day of our christmas break we watched all of the first season of lost and then while i was eating breakfast he went upstairs into my room on my computer and watched the last episode of lost he's like i'm not gonna watch anymore i just want to know how it ends <laughs> Fuck, and just he didn't get anything. You, I, I have a question for you. Sure. I, I bring this up Done. to Brendan all the time. Let's do it. Wait, Does, hold on. I, is... I, I, wait, before you remember this, Todd, is yeah, real quick, I but I forgot my actual first screen name was not Penny's Boat. That was my first screen name. No, <laughs> yeah, right. so shut the fuck up. <laughs> you just made me forget what I was going to say for that. <laughs> no, did you? No, Todd, did you? No, no, did no, he? I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Uh, no, so Todd used to go he... on like lost forums to look up fucking no, was, lost theories. Let's go. Let's do it. No, but like, here's my thing. Here's my biggest gripe with lost. And we don't have to go on a whole tangent, but I will say this. And I've talked to Brendan about this, and I think he agrees with me on this. Some of the best episodes of lost were with desmond and the time traveling thing and they 100%. never fucking talked about any of that it was never so, talked about but, it was but, never... but it's, it's explained with uh i think it's daniel faraday going desmond hume is my constant right yeah like, i get I remember like, that too like desmond didn't... time traveling is not necessarily him time traveling but it's 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 him recalling on those memories with penny right like yeah like it's, it's a lot of that and it's a lot of of Lost does the thing where they do flashbacks and flash sideways yeah. without explaining that they're either. Yeah, it's always a mystery. So it's always up to the viewer to interpret like whether or not that is reality or just yeah. like a flashback or flash sideways. Because like obviously the flash sideways stuff, like we, yeah, you interpret that as as you do, right? Like the idea of like the nuke going off and like, um, you know, them creating an alternate reality is like. Do we believe that? Do we not? Like, what do we do? And then, like, um, is her name Juliet? Right? I forget. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while since I've also Juliet with Sawyer, and like, what's her deal? Like, 
because she's like the one who's trapped by the bomb when it goes yeah, off. Yeah, she was like, oh, she thought she was a bad guy. For I named yeah. my dog after Sawyer. Like, my dog's Dude, name is Sawyer. Like, I will tell you right now that Daniel Faraday is my favorite character so in, good. in media, period. He's one, like, one of the best when you characters. Learn, when you learn about his relationship with, um, I for, oh my God, I forget her name, the girl who lives on the island but underground. His, his oh, mother. I know who you're talking about. I can pick. His yeah. mother was the one. Like when they go back in time, he meets his mother, doesn't he? Like, but, like but not even in time. In, in 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 current in she does when yeah, she's yeah. with Ben Linus. Yeah, yeah, like 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 Daniel Faraday is hand, he's the one who writes like Desmond Hume is my constant. Like he is my favorite person in media. Period. Here's, like, my, here's my only other gripe too, is that when they finally had that monster episode of the Man in Black and where they originated from. I feel like that was such a wasted episode. I, you didn't learn anything from that, really. Like, is that the one like Jacob? J- it was Jacob and um, yeah, like it was like when they were kids and they were like in that like underground thing with the mom. So I think you're supposed to care because John Locke is the man in black at that point. I think that's yeah, why you're they did to him care. so dirty. They did. Him they, so did dirty. they did. They did John Locke dirty. <laughs> Locke is so good. Locke is a great character. Locke is too. a great he character. Is a, he is a great character. Like, hands down, like. From that first episode of him eating the orange slice, right. like, yes, he right. smiles. Like yep. from that moment, you're in love with John Locke, and that's mm-hmm. why Ben is a great Locke? character too. I love Ben. Ben's it's amazing like, too. Yeah, right. And Ben Ben Lyon is great. Everyone's so great. It's such a good cast. Right. You 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 don't want to dislike anyone in that character from like Sawyer to um, yeah. oh my god, I can't remember. So there's Ian Somerhalder's character who yep. uh, Boone, 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 one. Boone, yeah, Boone is his character. Yeah. And his sister, I forget his sister's name, the blonde girl. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. She's pregnant, right? She, she no. gets in the relationship with – She's not uh, pregnant? Saeed. Saeed. Saeed, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you love that whole relationship and yeah. the way they, like, break that down and, and do dirty to certain characters. And, like, Lost is so good up until the writer's strike in season four. Yep. And then even then it still perseveres. Even, even like, the Saeed when Saeed shoots young Ben – it's yeah. like some of the craziest shit you'll ever see in TV. You're like, whoa, it's, what? It's like, so good. Yeah. And even with the writer's strike and them cutting season four short to like 14 episodes, like by the time they get back around to the end, like, yeah, I get the end is not super easy to follow. But by the time you actually get to that last episode, that's like two hours long. Like they, they tie up loose ends and the loose ends, they don't tie up. And this is my biggest problem with Lost. And I'm so sorry you invited me onto this and I'm now going on a tangent. <laughs> no, this is great. I this love is it. great. I love it. But, <laughs> Jesse, what, what, what else is a writer's block but Lost persevering? continue <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> up. but so so uh, there are some loose ends they don't tie up in the finale and i get that and i told like where did the polar bear come from like x y right. and z right like if you watch and there's like a 20 minute video of it on youtube you can watch it on the dvd set for lost they added a bonus half episode where hurley and a couple other characters like kind of wrap up the rest. Like, it's post-end of Lost. They is, wrap is it, was, up was the rest. When Ben and Hurley were on the island? Is it like, it's, was it no, thinking? it's when Hurley, Hurley goes to, uh, remember Michael, and he's always looking for his son? Yeah. Yep. Yes. So they go to the, the, the psych institute that his son is at, and they go and recruit him, and they talk about a bunch of stuff, and then there's Dharma Initiative employees that they talk to that talk about why the polar bear is on the island. And they're like, oh yeah, we were just trying a bunch of different things and we let a polar bear out. And that was just there. 
like they 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 literally like even if it's like lame, they wrap up the rest of the loose ends via that like twenty minute thing you can watch on YouTube, or if you own the the box set, it's there. But they 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 definitely wrap up every loose end in that show. I do like Jesse's little flex. There's like, yeah, you can watch it on YouTube, or if you're like me and I'm a super fan and have the fucking box set, I don't that have comes, the box set. I don't own it. A, I watched it on YouTube. Comes in a Darwin Initiative fucking Signia case with a a piece of uh jack's tooth when he chipped it i have i have a rule for my personal self which i don't get brands tattooed on me but i was this close to getting a darm initiative tattoo see that would be a dope tattoo too get the swan get the swan i have i have this tattoo and another tattoo on my shoulder and that's it and i want to get more but like i don't get brands tattooed on me but darm initiative is like the closest i'll ever get to getting something tattooed on me i think brand I think it would be a dope tattoo. I think, Mike, you would like that show. I think it's still... Mike, I, I, think I still think it holds absolutely up. watch that show. So here's the problem now, is that, yeah, in theory, it, it should work. It was, what, seven seasons? Six. Uh, six seasons in a movie. I was just going to say... No movie. Um, six seasons, 45-minute episodes, right? I think Give that's... Take, yeah. I think that's a bit much for me. Like I could probably pull it off. I'm, I'm in no particular rush. I know how the show ends, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to ruin but it. You don't, but you don't know how yeah, the show I feel ends. Like you don't. And so, yeah, I agree. You gotta, you gotta it contextualizes it. everything by watching it. It's the final you do not know how like the show the ends. Probably, stuff, like, probably, you know how I guess it goes down. Cause that's what I happened guess. to me, Mike. I watched the final episode before I was ever watching the show. What you did. Yes, what? we've t- we've talked about this time. No, we've not what? talked about this. You came to my house for the finale. That was Breaking Bad. <laughs> no, you did it for lost. Oh no, you didn't do it for lost. Who was at my house for the lost finale? I don't know. Someone not me. Like, I was. I Todd, it was me. Yeah, it was Jesse and Spirit. <laughs> I was there. Uh, no, I I the person that I was seeing in college watched Lost, and I was over their house, and they were watching Wait, the finale. You saw somebody before Jen. Uh, uh maybe it was a different no one timeline. before Jen. Yeah, no, no one before Jen. Jen. It's only Jen at this point. Um, anyways, yeah, I had watched it at that person's house, but like I didn't really retain any of the information. I even watched like the post show, like Jimmy Kimmel cast fucking hangout. Nah, fuck that. None of that's worth it. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's all uh, garbage. I've definitely it watched it like after rewatching the show. But Todd, I we we've talked about this. Part of why I always thought that Todd was like really good about movie and tv recommendations because todd forever you gotta watch lost you gotta watch lost while while it was on tv and i was like yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know and then i finally watched it after it was off of tv and i was like holy shit todd was right lost was fucking Bro, amazing was also, i also told you to watch big brain rick and morty too for forever too i was like begging yeah you know, and look at that best show <laughs> and then all of a sudden we start the ptc movie club and i'm like oh this is great todd's gonna be giving me like gi- giving me all these great like- movies and todd's like watch hereditary it's amazing Yo, watch prisoners gotta, i gotta take you out of your comfort zone you can't fucking live in that comfort zone bro forever. my my name was lost angel 64 <laughs> and you put, gave me some because some he really... was an angel of the show lost <laughs> exactly mike gets it yeah i got it welcome everyone to the past controller podcast a show <laughs> where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and, and their culture. sometimes we have guests sometimes we talk about aol screen names and lost too much either way we have a new episode for you each and every week and this is one of those special episodes where i think not only do we have a special guest but that was probably the longest 
pre-intro we've ever done, which I'm so fucking clap it up, baby. I love it. That was fantastic. I'm so all about sorry. it. That was great. Those were that's organic conversation. That's organic. Con- Wait, hold on. We did we we got a backtrack. Actually, I'll I'll save it. As always, I'm your host, <laughs> Brennan Groom, and joining me on this lovely evening is the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Lazier. My guy. Good. Also joining <laughs> us is he, he just said he just said my name and I was I don't was I supposed to respond? Yeah, just like hey, what's up, guys? Hey, guys, I'm right here. Hey, I'm here. Uh, right, also joining us is Todd Gary, the former Overwatch fiend. Todd, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Todd Gary, that was like a full blown. It, it just sounds weird hearing that. Whoa, Todd right? M Gary W Gary. Uh, oh, you actually you got it. Actually. I know what your middle name is. Oh yeah, Mike well, never told me what his fucking, middle name is because my PS fucking. I still don't know Mike's last name. <laughs> I just said it. It's Salamanca. No, I didn't hear it. Salamanca. <laughs> Mike Salamanca. No, it's uh, not. It's not. He's not Hector not. Salamanca. That would be a sick he's, last name. He's uh Michael Esposito. No, he's not Giancarlo. <laughs> okay, you know what? I don't mean to interrupt this. Imagine, I know John Carlo. It's not John Carlo Esposito. We could talk about that at a different time, but I do know John Carlo Esposito. We could talk That's about that. That's incredible. Uh, Mike's last name is Desire, not to be confused with Desire, even though we all. Oh, do I did know that. Him. Now that you said it, to, I totally to go did back know that. to mispronouncing last names. People will sometimes say Desir, and I'm just like, I don't know. I guess they're talking about Excuse me, Desir. Desir. And I get Mike. it. And sometimes, sometimes they capitalize the S. I've really derailed everything. I'm so sorry. I love it. This is amazing. This is a, this is a great no, episode. This is, this is, this is, this is going to be are, in the pantheon. You are too gracious of a host. I've derailed everything. You have regretted bringing me on since the Jesse, moment you invited me. This is going to be in the pantheon of no best PPC episodes like ever, like easily, <laughs> bar none. This is this oh, is up there. All, you're 10 episodes away from being, uh, from being uh, 16-bit. You're almost at 256. Oh, shit. We'll have to do a special, uh, I don't know, Super Nintendo episode. episode. Yeah, I'm yeah. down with that. Joining us for the I don't even know time. He's been He's been on a lot of guest appearances on the show. He's popped on our Twitch stream. He's been on PAX panels with us. He has been on spoiler cast with us. He's the editor over at Prima Games, one of the editors over at Prima Games, Mr. Jesse Vitelli. Jesse, how are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing great. It's it's so weird because like I said first of all, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming uh, on. We love I'm this. I'm always happy to to talk games and, and stuff with y'all. Like y'all are great people. Um it's weird because I this is only my second appearance on like the official Pass the Controller podcast, but I've been on spoiler like you said, I've been on spoiler yeah. casts and I've been six on six hour spoiler cast, you know. <laughs> yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, those, that's like seven episodes right there. <laughs> like we've been we've been on like like I did the the Last of Us Part Two, The Last of Us and Final Fantasy VII and remake. Persona. Oh shit! And Persona. Wait, like, you, I, mean, I think you. I think you've been on Last of Us too. We did two. We, we did both. We did double yeah. Last of Us because Brendan played that. the Last of Us super late, right before Last of Us two came out. So we did. We did double on that one. Yeah. And it's weird because I think this might be the first ever recording for Past the Controller that I've done actually in my apartment because I did so many of those when I was at my parents' house over the summer. Oh um, yeah, and so many people are used to seeing me on a laptop, like in a bad camera, like in a in a reclining chair in like what used to be my old bedroom, but was then converted into my ninety year old grandmother's bedroom. And so this might be actually the first time people have seen me in my like natural habitat. But 
I, I really appreciate it. Like you bringing me on. And like you said, we've done a ton of overwatch streams and, and other stuff. Hell yeah. A little and, Fortnite here and there, some other yeah. stuff. And, uh, I'm just happy to, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to, to talk with y'all. Cause y'all are great people. Yeah. I mean, you're great people. That's why we love having you on. Uh, the, Thanks, we, we, we try to, we try to have only the best and brightest and you are for sure in that, in that category. But, um, I, I think the listeners need to know. I don't think you said this. What what was your first screen name? Okay. So I need y'all to follow me on this one. My first screen name was um, when I was six years old, yeah. which is wild, right? That's my mother my mother made it for me. I'll never forget this story, and I'll try to make, keep it quick. Um, I was getting ready to uh, get in the bath when I was six years old, and my mother said, like, I'm going to make you an AOL screen name because, like, uh, I think you would really enjoy these like video games that are on the computer, but you need like a screen name to sign in or something. So I'm going to make you a screen name. Like is Scooby 1016. Okay. <laughs> and so at the time it was like Scooby-Doo, which like, Fuck yeah, as man. A kid, right? Like, yeah. And 1016 is my birthday. My birthday is October 16th. That's not a secret. Market calendars. You better be but sending some gifts this way. Excuse me. Um, but here's the thing though. Like I didn't really like Scooby-Doo when I was a kid. So I was basically like a middle class fraud. Yeah, like, right. I my, like screen, Scooby my screen either. name was Scooby Ten Sixteen, but uh, my password was Shaggy. If you want to get into it, but um, <laughs> I ch- I've, I've since changed that password. So good luck. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's Shaggy Shaggy Sixty Nine. Kept the account long enough to change. AOL the still exists. Uh, I have I have changed the password because I will tell you that my and this may be this this is a inside baseball my. Um, Microsoft Xbox account is tied. My recovery email is tied to that Scooby 1016 AOL account because I I got an Xbox 360 when I was still pretty young, like 2006. So I still had an AOL screen name. It wasn't until like high school applying for college that I changed my email address to jesse.vitelli because like I needed a professional email when I was applying to colleges. So, and as Brendan knows, like I applied to Suffolk because Brendan also went to Suffolk. So we've, you know, you know, I was like, oh, I can't have Scooby1016 at AOL.com. They're going to think I'm fucking weird. So I made it jesse.vitelli at gmail.com, like a normal fucking person. Um, and so that email is still tied to my 360 account, which is why I've changed the password, because I need to use that for recovery purposes. Makes sense. I love it. That's great. I will <laughs> say, since we briefly popped on the AOL topic again, I used to spend a lot of time in chat rooms. And... My way of talking, and I guess potentially maybe flirting with people, strangers, was what's your favorite Pokemon? That was like my my thing. I would ask people. That's a good one. That's a it was, great you know, one. You want to attract pedophiles? Who's like, oh, this kid's into Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that that's that's how I spent my youth. Yo, those chat rooms were wild. And I'm talking about, like, I'm the old man here. Like, back in the day, like, you guys were... <laughs> I think Jesse was, like, like six years old when I was on fucking AOL at this point. But, like, like that shit was fucking crazy. It was, like, balls to the wall, no regulations. Like, no one was fucking paying it. Like, it was just fucking wild. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. I guess. It was I don't know. Because, I, again, I, I did used to pop into them. And I forget... Let's see. I know... So that was my first screen name, and then I know I had the Furl Boy, and then I made another one after that that was um, a very weird Digimon reference. And then... Of course. Um, but I think at that time, like, I would regularly 
pop in. At that point, I wasn't just using AOL. I was using AIM. So I had a different ISP and then I would sign into AIM. Um, yeah, I think I used to pop into the public chat rooms a lot and shit was fucking weird. Mike, I all, I see is, all I see is Moira when I look at you right now, by the way. I don't know why I'm seeing Moira. I, like, I, I, just... I, I get it. Yeah. Oh, Moira <laughs> Rose from Shit's Creek. Yes, another show that everyone should watch. Fantastic show. I watched Fantastic. the first episode. Fantastic was, program. I I got hooked immediately. So like I, I think oh that's the first huge then. Not even that good. I I yeah. yeah the, when I when like you can scroll back to whenever this took existed in real time. I don't know what episode it would be when Jen first started watching Shit's Creek. Mike was over, so it was pre-pandemic because Mike was here. We were eating dinner. We watched the first like two episodes, Mike. Something like that. Yeah, two or three, something like that. So yeah, we watched the first couple episodes it takes of that a while to get into it. Yeah, and I, I like we were talking about it on the show, and I was like, "This show's not funny to me at all." Like this show's whatever. So since so then, funny. I have rewatched the show in its entirety almost three times. Like the show is is really good. I'm show. a big Catherine O'Hare fan, so it's like I, she's like the whole show to me yeah. at this point. I don't even care about anyone else at this point. I know. I, I know. Watched one episode. I know Brendan follows me on Instagram. I don't think the either of you two even. I don't even know if you have Instagrams. Regardless, um, every December I do a twenty-five days of, and it's always a different sitcom character. Sorry, I'm re I'm rearranging myself in my chair. Um, and so I started with Michael Scott from The Office. Like, and we're probably going in like seven years now. Where I was just like, oh, it'd be funny if I did like, you know, the 25 days of Christmas, but I did like 25 days of a sitcom character. And I just post a quote from them on Instagram every day for 25 days. And uh, my latest this year, this past 2020 was uh, Moira Rose. So I did 25 posts of Moira Rose quotes. And I realized that there is no shortage of really good Moira Rose. No, she 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 has a lot of dialogue on that show. And it is. Yeah, uh, I, I, I watched one episode and I was like, fuck, Amanda's going to love this show. So I stopped. And I was it's like, really I'm good. just going to wait for it. Yeah, I'm going to wait for it. It's quick, too. It's I, not a long show. It's no, that's what's good about it. And most of those seasons are like like 11 episodes. They're pretty short. Yeah. But um, I will say that. Um, Shit's Creek is a show I started to watch only because everybody else was talking about how much they of loved course. it. And it wasn't until like the third season, which like again is only probably like a three or four hour commitment. Um, it wasn't until then that I started to really understand, like, oh, this is why people love this. Like, I've actually grown to like these characters, and mm. now they're going. Well, I think that's why, because from what I've read, like, they actually grow as you watch it. They so do. Yeah. The show yeah. They so do. Good. They you go know, from like... very rich, unlikable people to people that have been stuck in a small town long enough that yeah. they become relatable. That's all I've yeah. read, yeah. So I'm it's, it's, it's very good. It's a very good show. And then it has like all of the uh, LGBTQ stuff in it yeah. that is like very positive. That they mm -hmm. The way that they uh, you know, portray that stuff is different from pretty much any other show. Um, Ken, I, I, I don't mean to plug uh, other people, but... Plug it away, Ken, baby. Ken Shepard from Fanbyte writes a really excellent article on the end of Shit's Creek and where the LGBTQ community uh, character ends up at by the end of that mm -hmm. uh, on fanbyte.com. Um, if you ever do watch uh, Shit's Creek like in its entirety, I highly recommend reading that article once you finish it. If you have it handy, send it to me later. I'll yeah, I will. I will happily send it to you. It's a it's a great, great piece on like uh, being gay in a small town and like what that does to you and like how you grow out of that. 
Oh, um, cool. Very cool. And writes a really, really excellent article on that. Nice. And yeah, I'll definitely pick perspective it up. on that. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Hell yeah. Um, so I am at this point, I'm like, I don't, I have no idea where this show's going and what we're going to talk about, <laughs> but I will, I will just hard pivot it quickly into, uh, Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, just because I do want to talk about that game a little bit. Um, because I, I'll go ahead. I have a question for you. Uh, did you play Vader Immortal? I have not. It's the same developer, but okay. I have not played it yet. Okay. Have you played it or no? No, my roommate has though, and he's really loved it. Uh, I have not experienced it for myself. So but is this their second game? I believe Vader Immortal was first, but they're so they're interested in what they're doing with both of them. I believe I don't know if all of Vader Immortal is out yet. Like I know it's episodic. I don't know if every episode of that game is available yet. I am not sure. Um, but they're doing a similar thing with Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, uh, where like the base game, I think, and I, I wrote up a full review too on PassController.io. So if you'd rather read, I guess instead of listening to me talk right now, you can, I guess, go check that out. But um, I think the base game is is there's enough there to justify. It. Like I don't think it's an incomplete game in any way, but they are over time. I believe the next uh, what they're calling like not chapter or DLC, they're calling them tales. The next there's tale nothing- is supposed. To- there's what? nothing that's come out yet, right? Like none of the DLCs come out yet. Uh, no, there is a tale that's hidden in the game that you can get, okay. and I I did play that. Um, but the tale, the other tales have not come out yet. The tale expansions, but the stuff that's in the game already, like you basically you're playing this unnamed character who lives on Batu, and you are basically like on a quest to deal with this uh, Guavian Death Gang that is trying to kill you because you're taking droids and um like there are some legacy star wars characters that are in it but also like a bunch of new cast members that uh i mean unless they show up in other star wars media which is very likely because i'm not like a like i love star wars but i'm pretty much like movie star wars and the mandalorian um so like i you know if these characters are from like rebels or or yeah like exactly external universe okay yeah i'm saying yeah so if any of those characters show up in those places which they definitely could uh, to me, they're new characters, um, but I think they're super fleshed out and, and likable. Like, um, I don't want to pronounce it incorrectly. Uh, Cezlac, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He's like the barkeep at the cantina. And he's first of all, like all the voice acting is really good. Anyone that's a legacy character, like I think you, I'm allowed to say that like C-3PO and R2-D2 in the game, um, they're voiced, well, not R2-D2, but C-3PO is voiced by Anthony Daniels. Um, Yoda shows up at some point in the game and he's voiced by Frank Oz. Um, but the other two like main characters that are in the game are Seaslack, which is the, the barkeep he's voiced by Bobby Moynihan. And like, if I, if you didn't Wait, tell me, really? if you didn't tell me he was voiced by Bobby Moynihan, I would never have guessed that. Like, it's a really good voice acting. Why do I know Bobby Moynihan? SNL probably. SNL. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I will say this about this. The first thing I noticed with this game, like, when I get when you get to that bar scene the first time, yeah, because I I'm playing we're all playing on the Oculus Quest too. Yeah, I was like blown away at how good it looked. It's like the first like really amazing. It it looks better than any game I've played on Oculus Quest. I was like, oh, the Quest can do this. Oh, yeah. okay, cool, it's, all right. I, I'm actually very surprised at how beautiful it is because yeah, cause man, that's crazy. There's like a an unfortunate situation with this game which i'm sure it's probably a licensing deal of some sort it's an oculus exclusive i don't know if that's forever okay. um but that's like not 
like the VR space is already so I, I would still consider it pretty niche because it's a it's an expensive part of the industry to get into. Um, so it's already, you know, gatekeeped by a price tag. And then now this specific game is kind of gatekeeped even further in because it's only on one VR headset. Um, so that's kind of unfortunate. Right. Like having a VR exclusive. exclusive yeah. Like I get PSVR having that because it's yeah. like PlayStation ecosystem. Exactly. But it's, where it's like, oh, we're not going to have this on the Vive or the Index. It seems counterintuitive in yeah. a lot of ways, but especially like with it being with a Star like Wars Oculus, thing. Like the, I feel like Oculus has got to be like the best selling one at this point. Well, especially it, with it the could be because it's the cheapest. Yeah, that's why. That's like that's so, why I say that. Personally, I have a Quest, and y'all have Quest Twos, right? Yeah. yeah. They're not expensive in the VR space. They're relatively cheap compared to like an index, which is like a thousand dollars. Yeah, of course. Like, so, what? What is the? What was the Oculus Quest two? If you don't mind me asking, like three hundred, four hundred. It was like three hundred bucks. I paid, right? paid four hundred for the extra like space. You got the extra space, space right? Yeah, yeah. So two fifty for one model, and then two, like three hundred for right. Or, so I got yeah. like the two fifty six gig model of the OG Oculus Quest for like three fifty or something like that, four hundred maybe, and I think. I think the Oculus Quest is doing what PSVR wanted to do, which is making a very easy entry point for players for VR. But the problem with PSVR is there's so many cables and you have to own a PlayStation 4. So like your entry point is really like six or seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Oculus Quest is like three hundred bucks if you want the cheap model. You're in, you're good. You don't need yeah. anything else. You the non-wires though is a game changer. That's like a game changer. 100%. Yeah. That's where I'm at, where it's like, as long as this thing is charged, yep. I'm, I can put it on, I'm good to go. Yeah. No other problems. PSVR like, wires took me out of the experience. Like, it it, they're over your shoulder. Up. You're like, yeah, it, just, it was just a... It it's was not even the wire it. attached to it, but it's like, okay, well, if I want the PSVR, I got to like HDMI in, HDMI out. There's this the headset's like I don't heavy. know what's it's, going it's, on. The headset was yeah. heavy. It felt like it was too much. Like, it didn't do a good job of like... It was an early model. I get that. But like, you, if you sweat, like if you were getting sweaty, like it fogged up. Like, it, it just was like huge. There's well, so many issues. Because they, they cut a lot of costs, right? To try to make that thing affordable. So it's yep. like a lower resolution screen because... The, but you're also working out of the processing unit of the PS4, which is already yep. pretty low power compared to like, excuse me, a lot of other PCs or wireless technology. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm I'm curious to see the the PlayStation Five VR s- s- solution. Yeah. Right. Have, have they said that's wireless? Because I don't think I could ever. They have go- not said anything about it other than they will be changing the controllers on the PlayStation 5. So it won't use the move controllers, which are a PS3 thing, which they should get rid of entirely. Yeah. They have not said anything else outside of that other than they are working on it. I think the Iron Man game was a failure. I don't know, but like I don't think I that no game idea. did well. I, I just see that the on PSVR? shelves everywhere. Yeah. Like, I, think, that game, I, I think I'll tell you. I'm pretty sure PSVR is like considered a success by Sony. So, no, I meant like the Iron Man game was like a big exclusive. Man. Like it was an exclusive PSVR, and I don't think that game did well at all. For so, yeah, I mean, but, but like Iron Man aside, I think PSVR was like considered a success by Sony, and yeah. they had other exclusives that did well. I mean, 
Moss but was it, an exclusive it, for a long it time. Was a, if it was a success, like you, I, you know my issue when I got VR, I couldn't find I, fucking new controllers anywhere. Like I couldn't, I, like I had to buy them on. I didn't buy them. I you'd have to get them on eBay for triple the price or double the price. Like when I yeah. originally bought my, it was a huge disaster. So I'll tell you a quick story about VR. Um, I have a PSVR in my apartment, right? You know, literally on the other side of this door. Um, however, my the PSVR was given to me by my brother, who's a little bit younger, and got it for Christmas. Um, we got VR controllers with it. We bought like the bun. My parents bought the bundle or whatever for my brother, and the the VR controllers were used and they didn't charge. They didn't. They just didn't work. And GameStop was like, "Oh, we're not gonna like refund you. Like we gave you whatever, whatever." So I bought new. So my brother eventually grew out of the VR. Didn't really care about video games anymore. Gave me the VR headset. I bought new VR controllers for way more money than I should have spent. Like way more money than I should have spent on fucking. PS3 move controller. <laughs> yes. Bought them, bought a charging edition, whatever. And they like work mediocre at best. And then that's what pushed me to buy the quest. I was like, I'm interested in VR, but PSVR has so many handicaps to it. And yeah. I don't mean that in a negative way because handicap has a lot of connotations. I don't mean that. But like it is, it is, it is restricted in a lot of ways mm-hmm. that I think that the quest is not the quest is so free and those controllers are so good yeah they really yeah. are that's like the, the best part of it especially the quest 2 have so many great things and did you see the virtual desktop thing that just came out for quest I because mean, this is something if you're yeah. a quest 2 user you should know about you no longer need a data cable to play half-life alex or like pc vr games. Wait, 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 wait. What? You need a yeah. PC what? still, Todd. You need a PC uh, still. You no, you don't. So Wait, what? You don't? Look up. You would have well, to get. Well, you would have to. You would have to get like a shadow PC, right? You'd have to. You have to. I'm not entirely sure how it works, but basically, somebody put up a virtual desktop PC app for the Oculus Store that like negated the need of a cable to like play PC VR games, and Oculus took it down. Or like, no, we can't do that. And then they eventually accepted it. After it's a while, been, it's the same thing I've been telling you, Brendan, about. Yeah, for you've a been while saying now. this forever, Mike. It's because it, it was on the side quest, and now it's officially on the Oculus. Now store. it's officially on the storefront. Um, you you would still need a PC of some okay. sort. I did to, not know that. Thank you, Mike. Because it, it, yeah, it essentially it just it it streams your PC to your headset, and then if you've got a VR game on your PC, you can play it. But in theory, if you had the um, I forget the company. I think it's. I think it's called Shadow Play or not Shadow Play, Shadow PC or something along those lines where it's essentially a remote desktop. So you would pay to have a, a virtual desktop. I shouldn't have used the term mm. virtual desktop, but a, a PC that's not locally in your house, just a PC in a server farm somewhere. You could pay to have one of those use virtual desktop to then mm. rem- to stream that content from that PC onto your headset. So you could you could essentially do that um at least that's how i understand you could theoretically right. do it if you don't have a pc at yeah. all i mean i i don't need that i have a pc but for todd if that works he can finally play half-life alex that would be kind of huge for him you could also play half-life alex without having to buy a cable that yeah. i might look into now yeah that's what i'm saying because like that's been the biggest uh hurdle for me for playing half-life alex is i don't want to buy a cable to hook I, up all my cable, shit to the cable is Depending on what you're looking for, the cable is relatively inexpensive. But you know, virtual desktop is twenty bucks, or at least it was when I bought it. So it was on right. sale when you bought it. it was like, so, like I don't remember. I don't. I don't know much about the virtual desktop stuff with 
Alex, oh, or I mean with, with Oculus, because like I have been pretty out of that loop. But the last time I looked at like the official Oculus cable, it was it, like 50 it, or 60 it, bucks. It, it's it's expensive. expensive. You can but buy I, a regular USB. Can you buy a cheaper one? Yeah. You can buy just just any USB, ideally a three point like USB three point cable. Okay, it can work. I um, wasn't sure about that. I didn't look too much into it, but I had um, questions about that because I was like, this cable can't be that technologically different from any other cable that hooks up to the headset. Yeah, okay, but it's so yeah, disheartening I, to I, me, like that everything about this because like Half Life Two is my top five games of all time. And like I'll, I feel like at this point in my life, I'm never gonna fucking play Half Life. But wait, no, Todd, did you dip out when Mike was explaining that you can pay like whatever it is twenty dollars to get a virtual PC to run Half Life Alex on your VR headset? Yeah, Mike's gonna have to be my fucking daddy and work work me through that thing. Oh I shit, shit Mike's daddy! <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like you'll be able to do it. Okay, as oh, long shit. as I can. Wait, so Mike can be the Mac Daddy's daddy? <laughs> Mac Ten Hustle's daddy. Oh, Mac yeah, Ten yeah, Hustle. Mac, I thought it was Mac Daddy. Yeah, no, it was Mac Ten yeah, Hustle. We can end the stream now, right? right? The, Horrible callback. Terrible. I'm sorry. Callback. I feel like I'm, I am, I am hijacking this entire podcast. Yeah, it's fantastic. It. Listen, the, the, the no, people, your your thing was fine. Is, it was Brendan talking that was terrible. I'm enjoying this lax conversation. All right. Uh, well, I, people need to hear the good word about VR because VR yeah, is great. Real, I, I understand talk, it is expensive. It is expensive. When me but... and Brendan bought the the Oculus Quest Two, we like literally were praising this thing for fucking months. Yeah, I love it. I feel like I like, I bought mine on Black Friday and nobody batted an eye because it was before the two came out. And I was like, yep. dude, like I like this is I didn't believe in the PSVR. I believe in the Oculus Quest. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll feel you feel the same way. Like I, I yes, the PSVR at this point is like a pretty outdated piece of hardware. I understand it's, cool its limitations. It I like I I was able to see through those because for me at the time it was like. I don't foresee myself getting a PS like a PC VR at any point. So for me, like this is this has a lot of experiences that that I like. And obviously, like, you know, for me personally, Beat Saber was like legitimately a life changing video game for me. So for me, I'll always love the PSVR because it allowed me to play Beat Saber. Um, right. But I mean, I played a lot of really, really cool games on PSVR. I, I would never go back to it at this point. I mean, PSVR 2 on PS5 who's to say maybe, maybe that right. things change but the oculus quest 2 i mean i think is i agree with a lot of what you're saying jesse it's such a game changer because it's the perfect it, middle ground it exactly it's the great entry level because it allows you to get it without without having any other hardware you're just paying for that machine I, like the the biggest hang-up for a lot of people is that it's tied to facebook facebook's a shitty company you know that that i understand that real struggle with that um but I don't understand that struggle because everyone fucking has a Facebook account. So what so, does it matter? Okay, yeah. here's, here's the thing. I was, and this is a, this is again some inside baseball. Uh, I was I was complaining about Facebook earlier today, and there's a couple people outside, and one of them works at Facebook. Okay, yeah, and they were like, I, I've never met them before. Like it was my first time meeting some <laughs> of these people, and I was like explaining to her boyfriend of all people. Um, how much I fucking hate Facebook, and that's why I haven't logged into my Oculus Quest is because I have to make a Facebook account to get into it now. Um, and she was like, "Oh, I, I work at Facebook," and I'm like, "Oh, fuck, really?" And she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> she's like, "Everyone at Facebook hates Facebook, even the people that work there." And she's like, "I moved over to Instagram, and we still fucking hate Facebook." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Brendan, I'm confused though. So we, so 
Beat Saber was better for your physical exercise than we. Uh, I mean, uh, the we the we board the the no the, 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 the board. Board. oh ring fit no, no ring fit like what, did you did you get more do you think you got more Beat Saber was way no. before he, ring fit though yeah for me I played Beat Saber way more than like what, like I didn't get ring fit until much later okay. um, but oh, also okay but also the thing brutal man the, the thing for me ring fit is brutal the thing for me with between ring fit and Beat Saber was that. For me, like getting into the Beat Saber thing was just a much quicker, like I could just, I got home from work. I already had yeah, it plugged into my PlayStation. Yeah. I just threw it on and fucking got going. Ring yeah. Fit, I feel like there's a little bit more setup and I got to make a little bit more space because you're doing a lot of like wide exercises at and times. You're going to do a million squats where like you think you're going yeah. to. And the thing with me for Ring Fit too is like I didn't play much of the like single player campaign. Not that it was bad because I think it's actually good because I felt like there was too, at least in the beginning, there's a lot of reading and stops. And the thing that that for me with Beat Saber that it was doing was Beat Saber, I was trying to keep my heart rate up constantly. So like the way that I do a Beat Saber workout is if I don't already have like the songs that I want to do, like set aside in a favorite playlist, I just am going from song to song immediately without taking breaks like i know where i'm going next because i just want to keep going nuts and i got to the point where when i play beat saber i play on expert with the tempo turned up and it's like fucking bonkers um just beat my body apart but uh yeah oculus quest 2 is uh is you know if you can afford if you're looking to get into vr and you can afford to get in vr and you don't have a pc or even if you do have a PC, I mean, Oculus Quest 2 is is a good option that you should look at. Yeah, if you're like on the fence with VR and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not, just fucking buy a Quest. That's like yeah. the best way to go. Yeah. It, it is. I have a question for you. Hit me up. So you said this is Tales from the Galaxy? Is the uh, Star Wars game that you were playing on VR? Yes, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. So when I hear Tales from the Galaxy, I think of Tales from the Borderlands. That's what right. I think. That's what my brain uh, okay. goes to. Is it is it like a choose your own adventure, or is it a very linear? No, so story? It's, it's it's pretty linear. It uh it has a story. There's a little bit of like if you want to collect certain like there's like some if you want to like hundred percent the game. There's some other like little side quests and like collectibles you can find like okay. little droids and stuff. Um, I didn't do too much of that. Like I I did it when I could, but it's a lot of it is you know typical for what you're doing in VR in a game like this, where you can free move or you can use the stick to like teleport move a little bit. Okay. So you have, you have the option. You have the teleport option. move versus free. Move. Yeah. Cause I, I'm not a big fan of teleport move. I'd rather not free move mind. in games. Yeah. Um, but th- there's that. Um, and there's basically like, you'll be exploring and maybe solving some light puzzles and then combat sections. And it's like back and forth between those two things while you're like pushing the narrative along. When you're um, when you're combat, if you don't mind me asking, are you lightsabering Jedi or are you like blasting? So, so you're playing as a droid repair. Uh, you're you're playing as a person that lives on Batu, and I believe okay. believe they're just like a droid mechanic, droid mechanic, oh, basically. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have this tool called the All Kit, which has uh, like a flame to solder stuff. You have Ooh. a screwdriver like a screw, to open screwdriver. things. It's, it's so cool, though. It, yeah, like, it, it is great. It's, it's really it's good. a multi tool of like, yeah. like literally a multi tool, like basically. And like yes. the things you do with it in the game are very simple, and you do them periodically. But it doesn't like it's it's hard for people who don't play VR games. Some I I think it would be hard for pe- people who don't play VR games sometimes for me to explain these things 
and then them think that that's fun or interesting or not boring because in a regular video game with a controller some of the things you do in this game would be boring as fuck and you would hate the game wolfenstein the original like the like the the, um okay so they have a thing where it's like a blowtorch and you like draw out outlines of vents to crawl through them is Mm -hmm. it sort of that thing where you're like cutting out vents and crawl through and, and then you're using it to, to like, like that, yeah. kill things or whatever like this is literally like an all-purpose tool that yeah. will fix any situation you yes, also have blasters much. too you, you predominantly use blasters like the whole yeah. right like, like, yeah, yeah. So so you like get... for puzzle solving you are using this yes. yeah yeah, yeah. So the 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 combat sections are there's a variety of weapons there's like a regular blast i mean they all have names but there's a like a regular blaster there's like you know like a more automatic blaster there's like a shotgun type blaster there's a few oh, different okay. types of weapons um and a lot of like like the thing that i think is interesting about the game is that like there's obviously a decent amount of enemies during the combat scenes but outside of that and even the cantina which is like kind of the sort of hub for the game Okay. There's not a lot of NPCs or characters in no, there. Empty, yeah. it's it's pretty the other guy. But it still feels like really alive. And I think that's just because it, like the the detail in the world is so mm-hmm. good. Like I you it I, the way that I look at it is like this is this is if you take going to Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. and mix it with a video game type of experience okay it's like the middle of that it's like not quite like going to disney like everything See, is felt, placed I, with purpose yes yes okay i felt like i was like after hours when i was visiting the cantina you know what i'm saying like like yeah. when it was like all closed down and they're like all right let's talk business now you know like yeah. even though there was like three people right. in there it still felt good yeah if, it, it feels good like, this? what's that did you finish Tales from the Galaxy? I didn't. No, I haven't. T- so ever since I got a Series X and my PlayStation Five, I haven't fucking touched my VR. Which I like was just okay. telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm like ready to charge it right now because I still want to go back to po- Population One and it all. Sounds awesome. This sounds like something. Tales from the Galaxy yeah, sounds like something I want to charge my Oculus right now and 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 load it up tomorrow morning. Oh yeah, man. It's it's like it's one of those games. I I I think I've already said this, and I, me and Brendan talked about this like when we first played it, but. When you step into that world and you're like, okay, the beginning's kind of like, I think the the how the game introdu- introduces itself is kind of the weakest part because it makes me not. It, it was one of those things where it made me want not want to play the game. It's Second, just you get, it's it's weird. It's like it's this. It, it it didn't fit. Nothing about it felt right. And then you get to like the first part where the character comes across like the the mig the the intercom that you're in the ship on. From that point on, the game's great. Like, and like you go to the bar for the first, it just, it's definitely shows how like the quest two can actually look really, really fucking good. I mean, yeah. I've had no issues with it, but like, it's probably the best looking quest game I've played. Yeah. Brendan, it do you feel it, it wraps up in a, in a, in a satisfying way? Yeah. I, I think, um, I won't spoil the ending of it. Um, especially cause it seems like the future installments may expound on that a little bit. Um, so there's DLC for this game. So there's going to be, they're going to release what they're calling additional tales so there'll be other stories but they might not necessarily follow follow the story of the main character that you play in this game because understood the the way that it's set up is you have this main quest storyline that you're doing but there's an optional tale that you can get from the the cantina owner sees like if you collect specific ingredients while you're out and come back and make a drink with him he like makes a drink out of it 
I like I kind of like this setup for how they do it. Yeah, that's he'll really make cool. he'll make the drink for you. You start drinking it, and then he'll's like, "I got a story I want to tell you." And then you play as someone else. Oh, that's and cool. Yeah, yeah. That's the, very cool. The first tale that's in the game, uh, I forget the character's name. You're playing as a Jedi, and now it's like lightsaber, force powers, different setting. Like it's a Which different is game, very different from what you had been playing previous. Yes. So like, okay, I I for me. I Wait, think that this you do that in this this game. You do that in this game, yes. Oh no shit. Okay, so yeah, now I'm gonna so, go back like, and play it. I'm gonna probably charge. I'm gonna charge this shit right now. While I'm, <laughs> so like, it's like, like, like I'm charge my Oculus right, right now. Literally right yeah. next to me, right here. Like, I have. I I, I charge mine up is, again today. I think mine's currently charging because that's doing a lot of super deep cool. See, yeah. like that has me super interested in this title. Yeah, I I think there's enough there in the base game that it's it's I think it's worth it, especially if you like Star Wars. I I would struggle if you don't like Star Wars to know if this is something you'd like. Like, I feel like the game, because it's not about like legacy Star Wars characters really at all. It does expanded universe. Yeah, it doesn't rely on you knowing Star Wars well to enjoy it. I still think it's a good enough game. Yeah, Todd actually doesn't like Star Wars. So yeah, really? Yeah, that's never, I mean, I mean never sorry. Well, we'll have that conversation yeah, later. Yeah, 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 it's not. We've had it like a million times. Too, exactly. I'm curious. We'll talk about that after. But yeah. uh, it it is well, a good game. Talk about it right now. No, I think no, I think it's absolutely. I think it's really good. I think uh, the first tale that's in there and, and them expanding on what what this game already is, I feel like it has potential to end up being like a really good piece of like Star Wars uh, material. Again, I think if you're a Star Wars fan, you have access to an Oculus. It's something to seek out. I think the biggest downfall of the game is that it's an Oculus exclusive and that, you know, it's not available on more VR headsets. I hope that changes at some point, but I have a question for you, Brendan, before we, you know, wrap up this, this segment, um, you, so you're saying, you keep saying tail, like this is, uh, like, you're like, Oh, I really enjoy this tail. Like, how is this game segmented? Is it like, like it's called tales from the galaxy, right? Tales from the galaxy's edge. Yeah. Tales from the galaxy's edge. Is it like when you're playing through it, is it like, okay, this is the end of chapter one or this is the end of chapter two? Or is it like all of this considered one tale? And then they um, were like, because you said that I'll, they're going to, they're going to introduce extra so, tales. Yeah. I think, I think the like, main, I think the main tale is you playing as the droid repair right. technician. But and like, then, and as you go through it, like, is there like benchmarks like, oh, chapter two, chapter three, or tale two, tale three? Like, how do you know where you're at? Or it's, it's just one continuous. It's kind of just one continuous thing. I mean, okay. there'll be there'll be like there's no cutscenes in the game, which for a VR thing I enjoy because yeah. I feel like right. I feel like you can tell a better story. It's immersive because you're in, in the in, game in a different way. Yeah. Um, like you know, to move plot points and, and stuff. There'll be a there's a a few parts where you know you're in the cantina and you're talking to either Mubo, who's this like droid salesman type guy. I think he he like sells and repairs droids. Right. Um, like a junker, I think. Um, so we like meet with him a little bit. He'll talk to you about stuff. You'll talk, meet with Seaslack. The, the, the main villain of the main of this tale is, uh, uh, Deborah Wilson. Some, Deborah Wilson. Uh, well, she voices the character because the voice acting oh, is really good in the game. I was like, good. oh, um, Deborah Wilson is the main. Yeah. She's, she was disgruntled after leaving Mad TV and she said, I will. Yeah. Remember. She's like, I'm the villain of this new Star Wars. I'm now, Deborah Wilson is now canonically in Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, Bill Burr kind of. Surprisingly, not related <laughs> Look, to her. I got my in, Bill, um, Burr. Bill Burr is a lot, has a lot of issues. Well, we can talk about that on a different podcast, but. 
uh, Deborah Wilson, I'm good with leaving her out of Star Wars. <laughs> being a voice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so her character, Ta- uh, Tara Rasheen, I believe, is like it's the... It's not related to her character from... Uh, no. Was it... Jedi uh, Fallen Order. Or... Oh, dude, I love Bryce Dallas Howard. Me too. Uh, Brendan, Brendan, based on what you're saying about the game, though, of how you like play as like the different part at the end, um, yeah. it seems like this was one tale because from the day... I bought this game day one, and it had DLC coming from the fucking first day you played it. So it's probably like setting up for the next game. Did it say up front? I believe that. I don't know. Literally, It was the first day I bought it. It said like coming soon. Like like when I, I I believe the next tale, I believe the next expansion is coming this year. Um, Yeah. Or do you have to pay for it? That I don't know. I think you do have to pay for it. I would assume pay for it. Cause I wasn't sure if it was like a, a buy this game and then we will, you know, like almost like live game sort of like, we yeah. will it keep expanding, or if it is like you buy this game for let's say thirty dollars, I, I I don't know the pricing of VR because VR is kind of in this weird nebulous. Yeah, I think thirty dollars is like the most expensive game. I, basically, I think VR. this right. game is like twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, sure. And then it's like, well, for fifty dollars, you'll get all the deals. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it, it, it's um, always a. It sounds like it's worth it though. Deal. It sounds no, like it's, it's cool. At the very least, it's worth twenty five dollars. Yeah, I, I think twenty five dollars is like a is is a is a fine. Like I think it's a a justifiable price tag for what this game is. Um, like now, I don't know. Continue. I don't mean to interrupt you. No, I just, I was just gonna say like 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 you both were saying. I mean, I feel like VR pricing is kind of all over the place. Like they don't really know where the where that line is for how what they can charge and what you know what what they can't charge i guess i feel like right. the ten dollar games do well though like i feel like there's games that are like 14.99 yeah you see them on, like, i'm just saying games. i bought drunken bar fight for like 4.99 that yo, game i would I would probably buy that game too right fight. yeah it looks hilarious it's like, it, yo it makes you sick but it rules but i guess okay. my question <laughs> is um you pay tw- in in a world where you pay 25 dollars for this game right mm-hmm. does it justify that price tag how about how long was this game I think the game is probably about four hours, maybe five hours. Do you think it was worth $25? That's roughly, if you're doing the, if you're the person that says it's about a dollar an hour, uh, about $5 an hour, do you think it's worth it? So, I mean, uh, disclosure, I received a code of this game from uh, right, I- ILM Lab. So, you know, listener, take that for what you will. You know, you can call me a, a shill or say my review is tainted, but. Don't I, you dare say that. I will fucking come after you. <laughs> I would pay money for this game. I think the game is, is definitely worth it. If if it was fifty dollars, sixty dollars, eh, I'd have to really love Star Wars. I think to want to dip into that. Right. But I think twenty five bucks is, especially looking at what other things are priced. Because isn't the Walking Dead like forty bucks, Todd? That Walking Dead game. Uh, yeah, I think so. Is, is there a Walking Dead game? game? And I, and I'm not saying that Just I'm not saying that game is is or isn't worth forty dollars. But I haven't Wait, spent forty dollars on a VR. Is there a Walking Dead VR game? No, Jesse, you don't fucking know about this. Saints and Sinners, right? Oh, dude. oh, that game! It's so good, dude. Like I'm Different literally podcast, walking. But oh, yeah, I'm yes, grabbing people's heads. Like it's it's insane. Like <laughs> I'm just grabbing zombies' heads the whole time. I, right I think about zombie games. I think about Arizona Sunshine. Yes, and that game's kind of like cartoony. Like that game is arcane. way better, and it's like a third of the price. Right. Uh, right. And I, I was just curious about about um, the pricing point for uh, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, just because. It's something that I'm gonna personally probably purchase based off of everyone you know, like past the controllers' viewpoints on it. 
I find I find that those, a lot of people our are trash. I wouldn't listen to them. <laughs> I find cool. that a lot of our viewpoints align, and yeah, cool. what Brendan's been saying and Todd's been saying sound really promising and, and really great. But it, it's the weird thing of like you know people say like oh a dollar an hour is is how we view games, and that's it, it, not necessarily great or, or right or wrong, but um, it's definitely something. And well, I get that though. Like, I, VR I games that. are to- a different space entirely. Yeah. It's when, when people it is, say yeah. though, like, is it worth that? Like, I mean, like, I guess, like, you know, it. It's one of those things where I'm always like, well, I'll just throw money at anything because I'm fucking stupid and I like to throw money at anything. <laughs> but you Todd, you're also a film guy. You're 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 a big film guy, and you understand that, like, you know, like a movie ticket sometimes is fifteen twenty dollars, depending course, on yeah, movie yeah, and a movie is two hours, maybe three hours at most, and so. It, it, it's a different sort of like price structure where it's like, yeah. oh, a sixty dollar game should be, you know, at least for thirty hours of content. Where it's like, no, no I pay fifteen dollars for a movie and I get two hours of entertainment. Why should a game be, you know, more than six hours of entertainment? Because you know, yeah. you, you do the math that way. Yeah. And so with VR, the pricing is so strange because it is. It's all over like, the place. It is. Like Brendan said, you know, they don't know where to price it. Yeah. Like, I, I think, I mean, I think in general, like, it, it's it's hard, I think, across the board, because you look at something like, like Overwatch, I paid $60 for that the day it came out. I've put in countless thousands of hours into that game. Yeah. I think I like that to me, that game is worth way more than $60. Right. Yeah, How many absolutely. hours did you put into the last that of game's worth like thousands of dollars? In dollars. Exactly. <laughs> and maybe 20. Yeah. 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 Like. It's, uh, but, it's, but it's different experience. Exactly, yeah. So it really depends on the experience you're looking prioritize. for. Yeah. Right. And that's the th- it's the same thing with VR. Mm-hmm. What is a five, four or five-hour experience worth to you? Exactly. I, yeah. I think Before anybody comes at you and be like, I paid $30 for this and it was blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. like, <laughs> prioritize what your experiences are. Yeah. I, I, think, I think if you're in the vr space and you like star wars it's definitely worth looking at if you want to like stack it up against vader immortal i haven't played that it's the same studio uh, so i they're, can't they're like 14 they also charge, indi- they also charge yeah they're all individual yeah, yeah, so yeah it's like the same thing it's like the only, and they're like 45 minutes long the only thing i'll say is like if you're looking for like star wars lightsaber game then you probably do not want to play tales yeah, exactly. from the galaxy oh, then go play red steel on the wii <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, but if you're looking for like, you know, cool set pieces, interesting characters, just a fun little uh, place to be in, like it, it was, it was a very uh, good time to, to be in that environment. I, I enjoyed my time with it. Um, I'm curious oh, to yeah. see how the future tales shake out. If they're going to just be all different stories or, or fu- the way that the main story ends is definitely room for, there's more story here. Is um, it a cliffhanger or is it just like we could expand upon this? I wanted to make a joke just now that would have like, I guess, potentially maybe spoiled a piece of the ending. So okay, I won't make that okay, joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> but like the, the way that it ends, it definitely leaves it purposely open to either they're okay. going to make more or it could be more at some point. Cool. Or at least they could revisit these characters. I'm sorry to derail a lot of this talk about <laughs> tales, but no, this I've is great. This is fantastic. I've been super curious about it. I, you know, it's something that I've wanted to know more about. Something yeah. I've been meaning to check out, and you've been talking about for a while now because you've been going over it mm-hmm. piece by piece. But it's yeah, cool. No, it's, it's great. But before we wrap things up, 
is there any i know you've been playing a lot of games lately jason especially stuff that we haven't played so if there's anything that you're like really digging right now and you want to get in on i mean the floor is yours to kind of wrap things up are we are we at the end of this I mean, we're over the hour. I mean, we can keep going for a bit. I'm, I'm fine. I'm down to keep going. I, I mean, <laughs> we've we've talked about one game. I mean, I'm cool to That's do true. whatever y'all want to do. It's your podcast. I mean, well, let's just let's just get into that sector because, like, where do you want to take it? Because you're you're you've been playing things like Valheim and uh, Genosia and okay. Here's the Blue here's Hero. The, what do you, what do you want to hear about? <laughs> I mean, for the three of us and our listeners, those are three games. Maybe I mean, not Loop Hero. I want, I want to hear about Loop Hero. That's the only game I care about. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to conflict your person. What do we want to talk about? Because I'll talk about whatever. Yeah. Well, for me, for me, for us three, we're probably the only game out of there that we'll probably play is Loop Hero. So, like, for our listeners, too, they may never get to hear us speak about Valheim or Gnosia. So, and okay. I know you were feeling Gnosia. You wrote a review on it cool. or just okay. early thoughts? So, okay. So, here's the thing. First of all, it's called Nosia. Well, let's see. That's I don't even know the title of the game. I said Gnosia. So, okay, so let's talk about Nosia. Um, and I'm curious if Mike would like this game too. Okay, so um, first of all, I'm glad that I could be talking about this game because I fucking love this game. But um, I received a code for Nosia, full disclosure, um, Tuesday, and the like. The game came out on Thursday, so I didn't have a ton of time to put into it before um, the game came out. But I did. Mm-hmm. I did put up an early impressions piece on PrimaGames.com. Um, you know, shameless plug, but regardless, away, baby. Regardless, so no this is a twenty four ninety nine game. Do, is that what you, it is? I I actually is, don't know. Is it, would you would you recommend spending twenty four ninety nine schmeckles on this or no? So I would. I will also say that the game is about fifteen to twenty hours long. So you know, if you're doing your price per hour thing, it's almost a price to dollar per hour. Okay. Uh. If you're a fan of visual novel style gameplay, very Japanese inspired. If you are a fan of, if you've played Among Us or Werewolf or Mafia, any of those sorts of, um, there is a killer, there is somebody who can save people, there is somebody who can figure out who the werewolf or mafia player is. Um, It is that, but single player. You don't have to worry about a single multiplayer person. You don't have to worry about any other player in the game. Noja is a game all about logically deducing who is Noja. Noja are an alien. Basically, the premise of this game is you are on a ship in space uh, with up to fifteen other, fourteen other NPCs, so fifteen total um, NPCs. Some of them might be Noja, which are aliens that are here to kill the humans. The basic gist of the game is you need to eliminate all the Noja before they are the majority or half stake of the crew left. So it's a lot of accusing other people of being Noja or not being Noja and trying to figure out who the Noja are on the ship and getting rid of them, which is like a pretty simple concept, right? It's like, mm-hmm. okay, there's a killer on the ship. Let's among us, right? Like there's yeah. two imposters. Let's figure out who the imposters are and get rid of them. Um, Noja throws you for a loop pretty quickly, pretty early on. I don't think, I don't think this is um, fair to say it's a spoiler. I think it's, it's pretty fair game. Um, pretty early on, the game um, opens up and allows you, it gives you the settings to choose what role do you want to be? Do you want to be Noja? Do you want to be human? Do you want to be one of the other roles? Um, how many Noja do you want to have? How many players do you want to have? And you get to choose each scenario. So basically, your character and one other character are stuck in a time loop. And um, 
they're trying to figure out why are we stuck in a time loop? Like what is going on? Every other player in the game doesn't understand that they are in a time loop. They just like every time you reset, they don't remember anything. And so uh, a lot of it is figuring out like you're getting fed story beats slowly over the progress of the game. Like I'll tell you right now, I'm on like loop like 80 something and I'm still not even like halfway done. So you're, you're playing Noja and also playing a game called loop hero, both about loops. Yes. However, I'm only talking about Noja right now. And that's just where um, Returnal comes out soon too. So, you know, yes, which I'm all, which is also on my radar. Um, yeah. Noja is all about loops. It's about each round is about ten minutes long, and it's a lot of okay. So here's here's the basic. I guess I probably should have started with this. I'm sorry, but the basic gist of it is who are you apologizing to? There's no apology. No apologies. I'm just saying. I'm saying like this is probably this how my brain works. Um, it starts with okay. So here's the the basic gist of things. You start a loop. Um, there's let's say there's ten NPCs and there's two Noja. Everyone's throwing accusations at each other. You're kind of tossed into the deliberations. You're trying to figure out who's Noja, which are the aliens that are trying to kill people. You want to get rid of the Noja by putting them in cold sleep. At the end of every voting round, you put a player in cold sleep, an NPC. Uh, whether or not they're Noja is, you know, that's based on your deduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of get thrown into the first round of that. Every round, every loop. You either participate in the discussions or you stay quiet. There's a there's a button that literally says wait and see. And then there's a button that says like accuse. Uh, I don't remember what it's actually called. I think it's called like talk. And then you can you have uh, options. And you're, you're basically, you know, it, the first rounds are kind of like, I don't really know what's going on. Let me see who's who, who. And then there's a bunch of roles. So there's the engineer. There's the doctor. There's the guardian angel. All these roles had do different functions. Like the guardian angel can pick one person a night to save from being attacked by Noja. The doctor can determine the person you put in cold sleep the round before. Uh, they can determine whether or not they are definitively alien or human. The engineer can pick a random person at any time and decide whether or not they are Noja or human. And so you have all these roles that can kind of help you deduce like, okay, well, if this person is the doctor and they said X is not Noja, I can cross that off my list and it, it becomes easier, right? Like it, yeah. it should, it should become, but the, the, the quandary is that multiple people can come forward as engineers or doctors or guardian angels. And so you, all of a sudden you have three or four people saying they're the doctor and you don't know who to believe. Okay, and and it becomes this sort of like, well, X, well, well, like one and two said this person's Noja, and I know that person's not Noja because I know they're something else, so they must be lying. So they're clearly not doctors, right? And it, so it becomes this game of like, okay, I gotta get a pen and paper and like figure out. So you you end up 
you end up under you end up learning that like failure is okay. Like lo- like not killing the Noja is not the issue here. The 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 object is to to find all the different variations in the loops. And so you basically have a data log that catalogs every weird occurrence that happens in a time loop, whether it's like you learn more about this character or you learn more about this character or this happened when these two characters are paired together and you start hunting for those occurrences because you realize that filling out this data log is much more important than like solving the 10 minute game that you're playing. And so it becomes this thing of like, okay, well, I have access to all the settings, so I know that I can set X amount of people as Noja, or I can pick this many NPCs in a game, or I can check these boxes, and there's a button that's called Event Search, and it will change the settings of each loop, specifically hunting for those occurrences. Hmm. And so you're looking for special occurrences because you're looking to further character development in the 15 NPCs that are in the room. It's it's not about solving the issue at hand. It's about learning about these characters. Interesting. Like the concept of it to me is very fascinating. I just don't know. Like I feel like it's a game that I probably wouldn't personally enjoy. I think it was a is a game you would very much enjoy. Interesting. Oh, okay. Is it a visual novel that does not span? paragraphs of text at you it is a game that understands that you are here for 10 minute chunks and it is a game that will give you something every time you go through it okay maybe this is a game for me is it uh is it voice acting or is it all reading no all reading okay how do you feel about this like does it sound interesting to you or no um sort of but i think what actually need to see it in action the description tells me you know whatever but i think i need to see it visually it's a visual novel if you if you have seen a visual novel you have seen this I, game well visually it will not yeah. do any tricks for you i've never <laughs> actually played a visual novel visual novel um so i don't have any strong opinions about it but i'm i'm the type of person that will that will pick up a thing just because i like the way it looks okay i so will say I, I will see it and i might be like okay i like the character designs or something i want to i want to play this i will say that the characters are the most interesting part of the game their stories and where they've been and what they're doing are by far the reason I, I I am so enamored with this game. So if you like really good characters, Noja is something that has that. Fuck. All right. It's on my radar now. I'll add it to my I, wish list. Brendan, I genuinely think like, like I, I don't want to say for certain that it's something that you will love, but I genuinely think that like, this is something that like people should play. This should be absolutely on your radar. Is this like a, a in your running for game of the year so far? Like I on mean, your I list? don't really have anything running for game of the year besides. That's true. It's pretty early. I mean, like the 3D World, but I don't even know if I can. I'm going to consider that for game of the year because it is a Wii U port. Yeah, you know what I mean. Hitman Three is obviously game of the year contender because it's Hitman Three. It fucking rules. But um, this is probably second. Yeah. But like Monster yeah. hasn't come out yet, so like, yeah, Monster. I mean, a lot of things. I'm gonna lie on that. You know what I yeah. mean. Halo Infinite. Monster Hunter is going to be game of the year. It doesn't fucking matter. Monster Hunter is going to be great. I can't wait. Uh, what about uh, what about Loop Hero? How are you feeling about that? Well, I, Todd wanted to hear about Loop Hero, and he's gone. So let's let's throw let's throw a little Valheim until Todd gets in because I, I there okay. are uh, uh, friend of the show Sapphire Jade in the chat was interested in what you had to say about Valheim. 
Okay, here's the thing though. Like, I know this is really unprofessional, but like, can you vamp until I go and use the restroom and then come back? Yeah, Mike. We're I really talk have about. To... Yeah, do your thing. Do your thing. Do your thing. Mike, Jesse's using the bathroom right now, and Todd is dealing probably with his children that have woken up from their slumber. So, mm-hmm. Mike, it's the fucking Brennan and Mike show. This is like this is like PTC podcast circa I don't know 20, 2018, 2019? Oh, back when we were at our fucking zenith. Fantastic. Uh, I mean, listen, Mike, people, people love your sarcasm, your wit, your, uh, your disdain for me. It, it's, mm-hmm. it is a winning formula. People do enjoy it. Yeah, but it's one note and you can only go so far with that. So what, what, you know what we can do actually right now? This is a perfect time because we haven't had a Mike's Anna minute in quite some time. So Mike, what have you been watching on the anime side of things? What were you watching last night? Are you, are you a Jujutsu Kaisen type? I am now. Is that something you think I would like? I don't know. I mean, I'm reading the manga now. Like, I just kind of tuned you guys out. I just started reading the manga, like picking up where I left off in the show. What? So, what? Uh, what is that show about? Um, people that fight curses. I guess okay. you can consider curses like demons. They're demons, but they're curses. They're just curses, and they they fight those things. Interesting. Yeah. Is that all that's like currently on your besides like your mainstay shows? Is that's is anything else been new added to the to the mix for you? Mm, no, I think my hero academia comes back for season five in a couple weeks, maybe. So I'll probably watch that. Do you think I would like that show? My hero? I yeah. mean, it's fine because I, I so I'll tell you this. So uh, a couple nights ago, I watched castle in the sky for the first time mm-hmm. but last night i was like oh you know what i should throw something on uh you know maybe i'll maybe i'll start avatar and i watched like the preview trailer for it and i was like "Ooh, don't know if this is what i want to watch i don't know if i need like a plucky loud main character right now yeah avatar part of the reason why i never recommended avatar to you is number one i just don't think you'll ever sit around and watch it but number two i watched is... fucking naruto and most of shippuden it's yeah, a lot of show um, but I, it, I know initially Avatar did not jive with me, mm. and I, I put it off. I had my own problems with it, and at some point, I think I picked it up in like the second season. Yeah, and I was like, okay, this is actually pretty good, and I ended up seeing the entire show. Um, but I, I think it does take a while for me. Again, it took a while for me to. Yeah. Really okay. I'm sorry. I'm back. No, you're good. I, I mean, very I ha- much apologize. That was very unprofessional of me. No, you're all but good. But I very Listen. much needed to use the restroom, and I also wanted to get another beer. Listen, there is no apologies needed. This is the way the show runs. We we also where we, the where is Todd? I got to talk about Loop Hero. His his kids definitely woke up. So if he doesn't come uh, back anytime soon, Liam, we're we're good. Chill. You know that Mike. How do you feel that Jesse knew Liam's name, but he didn't know your last name? How do you feel about that? That's why I like it. <laughs> yeah no if i've there learned was, anything there was a night that, that tom is very open and michael is very I, I i don't like calling you michael mike is very um he likes his privacy yes there mike was is a, a night there was a night i had gone out with um a co-worker and a bunch of his friends and they spent most of the night just trying to figure out what my last name was and i just wouldn't tell them but also when you told me mike's last name i knew it and i don't remember why because it's never been on like twitter or anything probably not it's I don't not. think Mike uses his name like that. Shadow Star is what I know Mike as. 
yeah. which was one of my aim screen names. Which, which is I also made. your Discord name. It's also my Discord name. I used that name for a long time, and then I got to a point where I'm like, you know what? P at a certain point, people are going to be able to connect the dots and be like, okay, if I look up Shadowstar, they'll just find me everywhere. So I started using a different name. Which is, is that why your my name on like, like Facebook on, or something? It was my uh, I didn't use it on Facebook, but I just I used it a lot. Um, like I was on a bunch of different like message boards and stuff where I just used the same name, and I just no, but I mean your last name. Like I'm oh, trying to think of no. where, like where I would have seen your actual last name. I don't know. Brendan just says it on the podcast. Yeah, no, I but I, I've seen it in writing. Like, is it on Instagram <laughs> or Facebook or something? Like, it, it would I have don't... to be on Facebook. I don't. Yeah, Instagram yeah, either, might, either on just... Facebook or it like... might have come up of my like, hey, you, you might know like, like exactly. your your name. Yeah. Like that's what, like that's maybe where I've seen it. Because when when Brendan said it, I was like, oh yeah, no, I've I like that name rings a bell. Like I've I've seen that name before. Yeah. Um, that, I, I also know that you're like pretty, you're like a pretty private person when it comes it, to like personal information. Private. Um, yeah. I, I would say I'm deliberately. Um, what was the word I'm looking for? Cloistered. No, not cloistered. Yo, um, I love cloister. We could talk about Pokemon all day. I'm going to look for the word. It's going to be too late for me to find the word, but basically, yes. Um, it's not even that I'm private. It's just that I just choose not to give information if I don't have to. Or if That's I fair. Think That's totally cool. Like, I get it. And I, I, obviously, we're on a fucking Twitch live stream right now. But <laughs> I, I was just like, I was like, oh, when he said it, I, I, I get rung a bell. Like, I just couldn't figure out where it was from. Uh, yes, I'm not forthcoming. Um, yes, Mike is deliberately not forthcoming. I get it. Mike's Mike is Mike, and that's why we love him. That's why oh, we love I, him. Oh, I love Mike. Mike is great. I will say I've known Mike for uh, over ten years, fifteen years. How long has it been, Mike? Twenty years? Not twenty years, is it? Are we that old? No. We can talk after the podcast about how you and Mike met because I'm very curious. High school. We just went to, we went to high school together. That's it. But I said like, after the podcast. I mean, it's not a sexy story. It's not. We can find sexier stories about Mike and I, but it's I'm not. I'm holding that. this pen like I'm taking notes. I just love holding pens. He's he's taking detailed right. notes about any facts about Mike he can get, so he can uh, start like the Mike wiki page. No, like legit, like my notebook that I I write all this shit down is on the other side of the room. So, want to get a nice pen out? Um, oh, my pen's way over there. But yeah, so you, want I, talk the, about, you, you want me to talk about Valheim, right? Like that was the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, we talked about what happened. Todd, Todd must wait. Todd why'd is, my why'd my video disappear? Uh, it's still on on my side. Do you not see a video on I, my video? I, just disappeared. I Todd's video Todd, is gone. Todd, Todd back right, out. but on on my Discord, my video also disappeared. Oh, you're still in there for us. Okay, yeah, that's cool. That's that's all that matters. Um, um let me know yeah, if it disappears. I, I'll fix it. I'll let you know. Yeah, Todd is probably dealing with some uh family issues at the moment. Which is what his kids probably woke up and his wife's probably not home yet. So he's probably dealing with that. Okay, no problem. Um, so um, you want me to talk about Valheim, right? That was the whole shtick. Yeah, uh, I think some people are. I mean, I'm actually kind of genuinely curious about Valheim as well, just because uh, I know like you and Alex Van Aken have been playing it a lot. And I've seen a lot of people playing it, but um, I'm definitely curious. So what, what's that all about? Okay. Question. Uh, what are your questions about Valheim? Because I'm happy to answer questions. Because I feel like there's, it's so like pretty self-explanatory what it is in terms of like a survival game. Mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like a lot of people have questions about like what exactly it is. So, so I'm curious from an outsider's perspective, what do you think it is? So 
uh, friend of the program, Sapphire Jade, asks, I don't understand what Valheim is because I've only heard it described as Minecraft meets Dark Souls, and I don't know what that means. Okay, is so that, I would say that, that fair, it is, is, that, it is that is assessment? not a fair assessment of Valheim. So when I was looking into Valheim, I was looking into Valheim because obviously, you know, I, I write in games journalism, so uh, Valheim is the new hotness, right? So it, there's a there's a lot of things you look at, and I had been I had been tracking Valheim for a while before it kind of hit the point that it's at now. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is coming up on Google Trends a lot. I see like a lot of big streamers starting to give this attention. What what are we looking at here? And I watched um, a, a, something that people don't realize that a big part of my job is, is that I watch a lot of Twitch streams of like some of the bigger Twitch streamers and like I try to see what they're going towards trend wise. So I know what the trends are going to become. Mm-hmm. And so there were a lot of Twitch streamers that were, were uh, going towards Valheim in the beginning. And I was watching a lot of streams, and it seemed to be a survival game in the ilk of like Rust or um, Daisy, that sort of stuff, where it's like, okay, you start with kind of nothing and you chop down trees and rocks, and you continue to build up resources and eventually build a base. You know, pretty standard stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Stuff that we've seen before in other games. And then I learned that there's no PvP in Valheim. So unlike Rust, you're not dealing with other players. You're just dealing with environmental stuff. And I was like, okay, that's a little more interesting because a lot of my time with Rust was spent getting killed by random players that are way higher level than I am, just sort of griefing me. And that wasn't super, you know, welcoming. Yeah, no, I get that. And then uh, I had started, like, you know, dicking around in Rust by myself. And then uh, eventually I tweeted like, hey, I, I would like to cover Rust for my website. Uh, are there any other journalists that would also be interested in this? Because I think uh, working together would probably be more beneficial. And then that's when Alex and I started talking. And we talked about this dedicated server that we were going to run for like journalists and, mm. and sort of whatever. We eventually came to it. And then I learned that R- Valheim is a survival game that is way less penalizing than every other survival game on the market. Interesting. It does not... Most survival games are like, if you do not drink or eat, you die. Valheim does not give a fuck about that. There's no drinking meter. You don't have to drink water. And eating only gives you more health. It never takes away from your health. So your health will always be 25, which is very low. But if you eat, you gain more health. So it is not a penalizing system. It's like a, a like bonus. Okay. So you can survive without like interacting with those systems. Mm-hmm. But if you want to progress, obviously those systems become important. So if you just want to like get into Valheim and like kind of get your footing, you don't need to interact with any of those systems until you start getting ready for the next part of your journey. So if you want to like spawn in, get some wood, get some rocks, kind of get yourself acclimated, and then build like a small hut, the game kind of accounts for that and doesn't penalize you for that, doesn't let you die immediately. And then there's this raven that kind of shows up all the time that ends up becoming very fucking annoying, but um, will give you hints and like like 
actual useful information like, hey, if you do this, this will happen. Or, hey, you can't build this because you don't have a roof or X, Y, and Z. And it, it, it helps out. And so the Raven's super annoying once you get like late game and the Raven just keeps showing up and you know all this information. But early on, it's pretty useful. And Valheim is not PvP unless you... It's not PvP in the traditional sense of a survival game. It does not match you with 300 other people on the server and say 299 of these people are going to try to kill you. It is a 10-person server limit. Only your friends or people that have your server number can join. And you have to then manually go into your settings and click, I would like PvP. So it is very much a PvE game. It is very much player versus environment. Interesting. And there are four bosses currently in Valheim because it is early access. Four bosses. Each boss you kill gives you the next like piece of progression. So That's still more bosses, by the way, than Marvel's The Avengers. Yes. You have, what, Abomination and taskmaster that's it yes and modok yeah, exactly count him in the single player i don't count him yeah I don't um either. so but the valheim bosses are progression like the bosses are progression points so like the first boss you can kill relatively easily because it's just like kind of like okay you got a base you've got some basic tools you can go kill this boss you have a bow and arrow you can go kill this boss and that boss gives you it's a it's, a, it's basically a gonna elect a deer that shoots electricity you kill that, you get antlers that can be crafted into a pickaxe that allow you to cr to mine ore. So you can't mine ore until you kill the first boss because you need the antlers to craft the pickaxe. Hmm. And so then like each subsequent boss gives you the next step of progression in the tech tree. And so it's like there's a big gap between the first boss and the second boss. Like the second boss takes a long time to gear up to get ready for. And so that's kind of like where my server is at right now is like, we haven't really played, we, I, you know, I, we, we've been talking, but like, it's a survival game that is like the long haul PVE, like it's very low maintenance, low stress compared to other survival games on the market, which is why I think it's doing so well is because it's way more welcome, like friendly than other games. Um, but at the same time, it has a lot of great stuff in there. You chop down a tree, each tree has physics. Like, we, you know, the first night we played on that server, we had 10 people online or like nine people online. Mm -hmm. And like, we were chopping down trees, trying to just get wood for to build a, a blaze. And like, the tree was falling and killing like three or four of us every time. Like, because the trees have physics and they hit into other objects and knock. Like, sometimes you'll, you'll chop a tree that'll knock into another tree that'll knock that tree down. And then all of a sudden, like, people are getting killed because they're like on the other side of the forest chopping trees, but all the trees have fallen down that they weren't paying attention and that tree killed them. Like it's it's all over the place. Interesting. I mean, it it definitely sounds more appealing to me than something like a Rust or an Ark ever has. Um, it's way different. Yeah. So way it, different. It, it might be something that I check out at some point. Um, I wonder is it is it only right now just planned to be on PC or do you think have you heard or do you know? So I have no idea if it's supposed to I, come to console at all. I have no idea if there are console ports in the works or if they've ever even announced that. But it did just pass the 5 million player mark on PC. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I mean, so there's definitely... They, they announced 3 million players last week. And then this week, they announced 5. That's so huge, within, For an early access game. Yeah, that's insane. 
they've hit fill five million players in under a month. Hmm. That is that is more than a million players per week. Yeah, that's that's pretty bonkers. And they're a team, I think, of five people. And they're Something making like this that. type of game. That's pretty ambitious. Yes. Yes. Uh, I believe when I wrote up the story the other day about 5 million players, I was reading in their press release that they are five people. A million people per person? million players per person? Yeah. And, and it's 20 bucks to buy the game. So they've made a ton of money. I, I don't know their plans, but I imagine they're going to scale up a little bit. They're probably going to work on it more. Um, as is, I would say that $20, you get more than your value for $20. Because it oh, is yeah. like, it is... Like, granted, there's no end to the game because, like, how do you end these games? But, like, it has four bosses, and there's tons of stuff to do in that game. It is not by any means, like, the work that they need to do on that game is more, like, back-end UI sort of, like, like how do we, like, streamline some of these smaller things and make some of these things easier to read? It is not, like, a content problem. Yeah. Like, a lot of games launch in early access, and they don't have enough content. This game has plenty of content. Like, obviously, you can use more, but um, I don't think the twenty dollars does not justify the amount of content in this game. Yeah, I I'm definitely more interested in it now after hearing you speak about it than I was previously. So uh, I appreciate you shedding some knowledge about Valheim. Yeah, if, if you have any questions, of course, like let me know. Like, I'm happy to. For I mean, for me, it was mostly just like I know it's very popular right now at least in the circles that i see on the internet so i know a lot of like gaming people are playing it currently so i was like oh, yes yeah. i wonder if this is something of interest and then when i like i said when i saw you and alex were playing it, i was like it might be something that i'm interested in if if jesse's playing it so yeah because it, it definitely um you know it includes all levels of skill players like it is not a game that you need to like okay so for instance rust let's talk like like i played a lot of rust uh i was playing a lot of rust with jessica linverdi and her friends and um rust is one of those things where it is like a living server and there's other players and there's this concept of like your base will degrade over time if you don't put enough resources into it to repair it all the time mm -hmm. so your base like if you basically like no pun intended if you basically uh leave oh. the, the base untouched for like a week it will disintegrate and destroy and people will be able to get into it valheim is not like that like like yeah sure your base might disintegrate over time the more people have like reused things or run over them but there's no pvp aspect where like people are going to come and invade you so if you don't play the game for a week it's not going to penalize you for it yeah it is very much a like play at your own pace kind of game which is good. You're like, not worrying about other players. Like, I like the concept of that existing in games where it's like, oh, if you're not playing or someone's not playing and they can come destroy your fort. Like, I like the concept of that. But as an adult who has responsibilities, yeah, has other things yeah. I have to be doing. And I have, you know, for passing control or other games I need to be playing. Yeah. It's like, if that was, if I was just, you know, playing games or if i was younger and i had way more time to just play more games like that concept to me would be fucking wild like right. i would be all about that and valheim doesn't penalize you for that yeah it is very much a like play at your own pace like don't don't worry about other players don't worry about you not coming back to it for a week like it is not a mm -hmm. game you have to check in with every day yeah it is not a game that you have to make sure you have a big enough clan 
Like it is very much it's like I know players that have beat that game single player without injured without talking to another person. Every, their their world is their own. There's no other players on it. They've done everything them themselves. It, sure, it's a pain in the ass and it requires a lot of hours, but you could do it. Mm-hmm. It is not something you absolutely have to play with other people like some of these other survival games. And I think that is huge because there are a lot of people that are interested in the concept, but not necessarily don't have the time or don't have the the friends to amass, you know, a 20 person guild to dedicate themselves to this. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to at this point assume that Todd is probably not coming back, uh, <laughs> which is totally fine. Um but if you still want to like briefly touch on Loop Hero, I would love to if you'll yeah. have me. Yeah, I, I I don't know anything about Loop Hero, so I'm I'm excited to hear about so, this. So here's the thing. Um, full disclosure, I've been two fantasy critic leagues, one with y'all and one with other people. Somebody picked up Loop Hero and it got very good reviews. Uh, I think it's currently one of the highest rated games of this year. Um, I think it's like an 87 or an 88 on Open Critic. So I was talking to that person about who picked it up, and I was like, oh, you picked up Loop Hero. Like, what'd you think? They're like, oh, I haven't played it yet, but it's it, I, I, I thought it would do well. So it's actually a funny story. So Wait, yesterday, hold that thought and don't lose your place. Because you, you saying that made me quickly open our Fantasy Critic League to see if you had picked up Loop Hero. I did not. You did not. But Mike, did you actively go in and pick up two games this week? Yeah, but I think I went oh, in just picked shit. I think I did you pick up whatever. I don't you, remember. You did get them though, Mike. I didn't think I won't. I didn't think I was going to get them. What did you pick so, up? I don't remember. I picked up uh, braid anniversary edition, which will probably review well because it's braid. Sure. And then Ghostwire Tokyo, which I don't know. Is that game delayed? I think game has not been spoken about, but um, in the CES trailer for the PlayStation stuff a couple months ago, it said October. So people are assuming it's October this year. Interesting. Mike making some moves. I like to see it. Dude, the robot's going to fucking win Mike this fantasy league. No, Mike chose those himself. I know, but I'm saying the robot is good because the robot fucking pick, counterpicked Destiny to the Witch Queen, which nobody in their right mind would have assumed was going to be delayed and then ended up being delayed. And I'm fucking stuck with it and I'm mad about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, sorry. To... I, I picked those oh, two ahead. games, I think, just because... Those are good picks. I I I'd opened it. I opened up the app and I saw that everyone else, with the exception of maybe one other person, I think Dom might also someone someone else also didn't pick anything. But I was like, oh, maybe I should just pick some games. So I opened up what I could pick, and I just looked at the top few games. And I said, okay, I recognize this name and I recognize this name, and I'm just going to bid a dollar on each of them. And see they were excellent, happens. excellent pickups. Both of those games are probably going to review very well. Ghostwire Tokyo, you can't, you can't be mad about dollar pickups either. Even even if Ghostwire Tokyo announces that it's not this year, you could just drop it for free. So it, yeah, very good picks. Um, that's why I picked up Elden Ring. So it's like they're they'll announce this year whether or not it's this year, um, based on some other stuff. But that's besides the point. Um, also, I remember we were playing Fortnite the other night, and I was like, "Oh, I'm playing a game that I can't talk about yet." It was Noja. Um, I meant to message you because I was like, "It has to be Noja. It has to be." I was like, "I "I can talk about this game at 3 a.m. I can talk about this game." Is Noja spelled with a with a silent G? Because in my mind, I keep picturing the the G in the front. It's G N O S I A. 
Yes, okay. Mike. That's why at the beginning I said Ganosia like a fucking idiot. Right. But, <laughs> but so I, I actively tune you out. You know that, right? But it was funny because we were playing Fortnite and I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm playing this other game that I can't talk about yet. And I was looking at my clock and I was like, I can talk about it in like five hours. But whatever. Um, but yeah, it was Nosia. Um, I had gotten that code like the night before. Um, but so Loop Hero. Uh, it was funny because I didn't plan on picking up Loop Hero. I like it wasn't even on my radar, like at mm-hmm. all. Um, uh, it's remember, a Devolver like, were, game, right? It's a Devolver published game, yeah. yeah. And it was at the Game Awards. They were doing that, like, oh, twenty twenty one awards, like best game of the year, and Loop Hero, and everyone was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like they showed like thirty seconds of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching Giant Bomb, and they were doing a quick look for Fight in Tight Spaces, which is another game that should be on y'all's radar. Um. And I was like, oh, cool. This this game looks really cool. It kind of looks like super hot, but not really. Uh, But it's like a card-based brawler, like puzzle game. It's really weird. Um, And I was like, oh, cool. I was watching a quick look for it. And I was like, oh, this game looks really cool. I'm going to go pick this up. So I went on Steam to go buy it. And then Loop Hero was on the front page. And I was like, oh, this game came out. Let me like look at it real quick. I looked at it, and it was half the price. And I was like, oh, shit. I'll just pick up Loop Hero right now and play that. It was eight hours later. I'm obsessed with Loop Hero. Um, okay, so do I'm, you like by the, by the name? I'm assuming it's a roguelike. Yes. Okay, which is something I did not know prior to buying it. Um, so you like roguelikes? Um, so Loop Hero is a game which you know its name tells it all. Like, okay, so it is very idle. Like, it is very passive. You do not play a lot of this game. Um, basically you have a hero. You start out as a warrior. You'll eventually unlock different classes. So you play as a warrior. Um, that warrior will travel around the, the like procedurally generated loop that it makes, you know? Mm-hmm. And um there's a lot of systems in this game to manage. So um you start at your campfire. Basically, every time you make it to your campfire again, you regain health. You regain like a bunch of stuff, depending on your classes, a bunch of different things. Um there's a day-night cycle. Or not necessarily day-night cycle, but there's a day cycle. Like, every time it becomes a new day. In the top left, there's a bar. And it's like, okay, as time passes, the day will start again. Um, on your normal loop, slimes will spawn, which are normal basic enemies. You kill a slime, two, one of two things will happen. One of three things will happen, rather. One, nothing will happen. You'll kill a slime, that's it. Two you will gain items from killing the slime. And these are normal things. Like you might get a new sword. You might get a new armor. You might get a new shield. Sure, right? Like that's like normal ass stuff. Three, you might get a new piece of property. Kind of think about it like Monopoly. Right? Like you have a board that you could potentially put properties on. You could potentially put things on. Mm -hmm. So this loop is basically all cobblestone. There's nothing there. You know, there's no variety. It's just... The campfire, a full loop, and then the campfire again. Every time you kill an enemy, you get a bunch of different cards. The card might be meadow. Meadow means, oh, every time there's a new day, you'll spawn two, you, you'll regain two health. So you put that. Okay, let's back up a little bit. I'm sorry. Um, okay, think about the entire map on a one, 100 grid, like a 10 by 10 grid. Every tile is a is a is a space you will get a bunch of cards some cards can only be placed on the loop so the loop is you know like let's think of it as a circle 
um, you'll get cards like Cemetery, and that you'll place it on the loop, and your player, your character will go through a cemetery. Maybe it'll fight a skeleton. Maybe it'll get a rare resource from only things that can cemeteries can spawn. Or you'll get like Mountain. Mountain can be placed outside of the loop, just on a random tile, and that'll give you mm-hmm. plus five health. So you're managing all these different like pieces that can be placed on the loop or off the loop. Some when of them you place when you place something, are you ever able to move it again or no? no? Okay. The only way you're able to get rid of it is if you 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 get an oblivion card that destroys a tile. Okay. But the oblivion cards are mostly saved for um so there's the loop and you can place cards you can place things let, let, let's focus on things that can be placed on the loop, right? So you can place like a grow. So Okay, let's. There, I'm sorry. There's a lot of systems in this game. <laughs> For a game that's super simple, and it's kind of hard to to explain. Like, basically, before you get into the game, there's a campsite that you start at, right? Like every good roguelite has like your your overarching progression. Mm-hmm. So that so has Luke, this. This has so like Luke a- Hero's overarching progression is your campsite that you build up. So you build like a farm or like a supply depot, like uh, like a smith. And this will give you benefits every time you go into another loop. So your smith will like give you starting gear to start with every loop. Or like the farm will give you food and supplies, which are basically like if you've played Hades, they're like the relics. They're like, hey, this will give you six percent additional damage or or whatever. Like they're they are like passive buffs. And so you, you get those like as you progress through the loops. But the thing about the loops is if you die, you only keep 30% of the resources you've gathered. Okay. Whereas like every time you hit a campfire in a loop, you can choose to retreat and take 100% of the resources you've gathered. But the thing is about the resources is like if you say if you just played the loop and didn't do anything, you didn't, you didn't touch a thing. You just let the loop run idly. You wouldn't gain, you would gain like minimal things. But every time you kill enemies, you tend to get cards that are like Grove, Cemetery, like I said before. And these will, these things make the loop harder because they spawn difficult enemies, but they give you specific resources. So every time you, you, you loop, the enemies get more powerful. And, and like, so do you because you gain more items and stuff. Of course. But you're trying, it's basically like a resource gathering game. It's like, Every time I kill enemies, I get different things to put on the the loop that make the game more difficult, but it gives me more resources. So it becomes a game of like, do I leave now with the resources I have, or do I think I could survive another loop to get more resources? Mm-hmm. Because then when you get the resources, you go back to town and you build up your camp. I mean, this sounds like incredibly my jam to the point where I just opened Steam and wishlisted. I'm probably going to buy this. This, this it's, it's like $12. Like, yeah, it's, 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 not expensive. it's worth it because it's so idle. Like, you could play that game while you're doing something else because basically. Is this game is in early access now or it just came out? No, it's out. It's out. Is there plans for this to come to Switch? Because this is like a perfect. I, I'm I laying in bed for hours playing this game. So I will say on PC, it is a perfect game because it is two mouse clicks. It is your left click and your right click, and that is it. Ah, okay. Because So basically, your right click pauses the game and goes you in a planning phase, which is like, okay, I have a bunch of card, like tiles that need to be lied down, or if I don't want to lie them down, and you, you, you drag them to where they need to be, 
and then you click left click and the, the loop will continue but every time you click right click the loop pauses and then that's when you can go into your like they separated into planning and adventure stages so like your adventuring stages are when your character is moving around the loop and fighting and then your planning stage is like, I need to put this down and this down and figure out what the loop is. And the loop never changes. Like, it changed. Okay, so here's the, like, the other part of the game is, like, you're managing two meters. You're managing the day meter. So, like, every time the day starts again, enemies spawn. Because some tiles you'll put down will be, like, a scarecrow spawns every four days. And so you're, you're, you're kind of, like, watching the day meter go by, knowing, like, oh, a scarecrow's going to spawn this loop because it's it's been the, the ticker's been going mm-hmm. uh but then there's a second meter underneath it which is um there's because there's a story to this game and um there's a progression like um bosses to progress you to the next stage of the game will only spawn after you've put enough stuff on the loop so there's a meter a bar that is like okay every time you place another tile this meter ticks up and then the next time you hit your campfire, the boss will spawn. And so you're you're looking at that meter and you're trying to figure out like, is it time for me to bow out because the game is getting too hard and I haven't set up my loop correctly enough for me to like survive again? Or do I look at that meter and go, oh, I only need to place like two more things to get the boss to spawn? And do I think I could kill the boss this loop? Or do I need to bow out? So you have a bunch of like, different things you're balancing throughout the game yeah but again you're also not like as a player you're like you're doing a lot of thinking but physically you're hitting like two buttons yeah you're just clicking you're just clicking and so it becomes this like i can let this game idle while i like look at something for a couple seconds and then like look back at it so it makes it like the perfect like podcast game or like video like while you're watching something game of course yeah it's like oh i could just Right click to pause it, look at the thing, come back, okay, do XYZ, and then let it go again. And just continue. And it's really, really, if you like roguelites, like it hits that dopamine level. Yeah. I'm like, I'm very specific. Like, there are so many roguelikes and roguelikes out there. I'm very specific with the ones that I decide to dip into, but this one sounds very appealing to me. I like the, the systems, sound very intriguing. And I like, I'm not. I'm not like the numbers stats guy. Like you I'm don't not need like, to be this guy. Yeah, and it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like it sounds like, you know, maybe you could dive deep and try to really min-max and like make the right, you know, decisions that way, but I like the the dice roll aspect of, you know, can I make the next loop? Can I not make the next loop? You know, I I, I kind of like what is is at play here, so I'm probably going to I'm probably going to end up uh diving into this. It's worth yeah. it cuz because I, I will say, like, I probably put, like, six hours into it just today because mm. I was able to just, like, leave it on a loop while I did and other, do other stuff. Yeah. Kind of go back because, like, it is that sort of idle, like, battles. You don't have to do anything. The battles play themselves out. And I will say without – not that there's, like, spoilers in this game, but there are other classes, right? Like, you start with the warrior, but you get, like, a rogue and a necromancer and other classes that, like, all play very differently. So there is like a class for every player, right? Like, like I don't love the necromancer, despite the fact that I want to get good with the necromancer, but I, I just don't know how to build that character. Yeah. Like, I don't know what, what I'm looking for. Whereas like the rogue, I totally vibe with, and I'm able to like demolish with mm. and like they all play differently. And I think that they, they suit different types of players. 
and it's all just in that skill tree in that build tree like the when you are eligible to craft something new it will tell you exactly what you're about to craft it'll be like this unlocks the necromancer this this also unlocks x y and z and so you're able to like make those decisions without being like i don't know what this does but i'm gonna buy it and see what it does like yeah they give you that information i like that which is fair and the skill tree is also only like maybe like 15 things so it's not like overwhelming where it's like i'm never gonna be able to i like i have to make so many choices it's like no you could you can get everything it's not don't worry about it yeah fuck Uh, it's it's cool yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like I I saw I've been seeing a lot of people talk about it. It's it's like the the hot jam right now. Uh, I've seen a few people mention it as like definitely a game of the year contender. I have um, not gotten that far, but it is it is that level of like Slay the Spire uh, for mm. me, where it is like it is going to overtake Slay the Spire right now as that game I play on the side of everything else. Yeah, like that will be my constant like like computer game that I play while I'm doing other things. That makes sense. I can I can see that just based off how you how you explained it. Does anything about this pique your interest, Mike? Is this I know you're not like a big roguelike guy besides like Binding of Isaac, I guess, but uh no. Mike's not a big Mike hate, Mike also hates loops, so also fair. Wait, so you like binding of the binding of Isaac? When Bren says I like binding of Isaac, he means like I purchased it and I definitely played it a few times, but for reasons, for reasons unrelated to the gameplay, I never played it much. I I bought it on PC, and for whatever reason, my computer could not handle playing it. So, like, I played it a little bit. Uh, I think I also had it on the Vita too, but it was the Vita, so I also didn't play it a lot there either. I think Jesse's more perplexed by your PC couldn't handle running Lightning. Yeah, Lightning. what money yeah. Lightning is not because a it, graphically it, it, I know game. it's weird, right? But it was it was like a very old laptop. I was trying to run it on. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Oh, that's, yeah, that's fair. Well, I think it's about that time that we we call it here. Todd is is Todd did text me. Uh, <laughs> what did he say? It it was what we had assumed. It was uh, children woke up, wife's not home, uh, so he's dealing with with crying uh, youngins. Thought about Lupiro. All fair. Well, he's gonna be sad anyway because he, it's PC only, and he's he's not not a PC PC person. It, so it might come to other things. I don't know. I, I feel like that's prime for the Switch. Yeah, it's I'm prime. surprised that it's not, especially with Maybe Devolver being involved. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. But Jesse, of course, as always, thank you so much for popping on, spending some time with us. But Let me- for all. Hijacking, let me letting me hijack this entire podcast. This is a great episode. I'm telling you, this is like a this is an all time episode. This is a, this is a fantastic episode. We got we got all the good things. We got make fun of Brennan a little bit at points. We got very long intro about crazy topics like aim screen names and lost. We got great guest friend of the program. We got Mike being disinterested. We got Todd having to leave early. <laughs> and we got middle of show or you know three quarters in show bathroom break where then mike and i pivoted to a completely different topic and then oh, when yeah, you came what did back you like talk about while i was gone it's a secret you'll never know <laughs> i'll be honest i don't so, remember the conversation <laughs> we were just talking about anime we we're just talking about anime but i, I, I like we got so many aspects of i think what makes a very memorable show so thank you for being a part of this thank you for um, having me i really appreciate it i always love being on this show this is great 
But for all the people out there who may not know who you are and what you do, the floor is yours. Plug what you want to plug. Shout out whoever you need to or want to shout out. Do your thing, and then we'll sure. we'll, we'll wrap it up. All right. Uh, quickly, you can find me at uh, at Jesse Vitelli on Twitter. Uh, I post a lot of bullshit. A um, lot of bullshit. Like I think one of my tweets was like uh, tournament arc system works like bullshit like that. Um, but anyway, uh, you can find my writing at premiagames.com and I'm an editor there, uh, which is really cool because this that was it. I've, I've done officially a full month of being a full-time editor, which is really Hell cool. Yes. Um, that's exciting because I think the last time I was on this, I was like, okay, if you don't mind, I'm going to tell a quick side story here. Tell your story. Jacking this pod- podcast. Uh, speak speak your was, truth. Speak your it, truth. It was either it was either on the Final Fantasy VII podcast or the Last of Us Part Two podcast. I was like, oh, you can find me at Twinfinite and maybe other places soon. And it was supposed to be that I was going to go work at Prima, and then that ended oh. up falling through, and I never ended up getting the full time gig there. And then randomly, I ended up getting a full time gig there, like months later, despite everything else that happened. So I had teased that I was going to work here like way long ago. But it never ended up happening, and then it ended up happening like contrary to everything else that happened that, previously. That that is like past controller lore Easter egg. Like that's like that's now ingrained in the history of the, of the program. Yeah, there is there is a past the controller uh, spoiler cast. It, it was definitely a spoiler cast. It wasn't the Persona Five one. It was way before that. Yeah, um, I think I, it, freelancing I, at Primo. I want it. It's got to be Last of Us because I don't think it was Final Fantasy. It was one of those two. It was whatever one we did in June, which was probably the first Last of Us podcast. Yeah. Um, spoiler cast. Uh, it, I was in talks about going to full time at Prima, and it did. It it ended up not working out. Like there there was a bunch of other like corporate stuff that happened that I wasn't able to work there. And then like months later, I ended up. I obviously I ended up freelancing there, and then eventually I'm now I'm an editor. But um, like completely unrelated to the other reason I was going to go work at Prima. And so it's just weird that that's how the trajectory happened. But I teased earlier that I was going to be somewhere else on a on a passive controller podcast, and now I'm at the place that I teased. It was like six months way later that it was supposed to be. If you um, want to, if you want to like controller exclusive, if you want to like cryptically, you know, tease some other future aspect of Jesse's life, I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm here to stay for the remainder. Uh, as long as Prima Games will allow me to do things like rank all of the Mario 3D games and put Sunshine last, like I will stay where it, where it deserves to be. Um, but yeah, so you can. I'm, I, that's a long way of saying you can find me at PrimaGames.com. Um, every Friday at 5:30, we do a end of the week Prima. Uh, we but I've been calling it the Prima Tima live streamer, um, but we don't really have a name for it. We'll talk off air about some other cool stuff that's happening that I can't talk about yet, but there's some cool stuff happening. Love to see anyway, it. Thank you very much for letting me be on this. I really appreciate it. Of um, course. As always, I respect the hell out of the Pastor Controller crew. They are great people. Uh, if you're yeah, listening to we're this, just right. don't follow them or do anything. Be involved in this community. This community fucking rules. Just that's my... <laughs> yeah, debatable. I don't know about that. We're, we're... Absolutely. You guys are like... I've met a lot of cool people over the year in this industry and like passing controllers easily the top of the coolest people I've ever met. Like I love, I love these guys to death. Listen, that's high praise, especially coming from, you know, New York to, to Massachusetts. That's like, you know, I will easily, I will easily fix the feud between the Yankees <laughs> and the Red Sox. I'll do it. I feel the like the controller Prima team up. 
<laughs> the prima tima. I feel like that uh that rivalry is has has died down since uh since we, we, we reversed the Yeah, that that too. Until and since Blazeball took over. We'll talk all better about Blazeball, my guy. <laughs> I got a lot to say about Blazeball. Um, but thank you so much, Jesse, for coming on. It's always, it's always, it's literally always a pleasure. Like there's, no, it's there's literally a pr- pleasure that you have me on. I absolutely love being here. It's a privilege to have you. I mean, we, we are, we are very, very thankful that we, uh, I mean, again, this is just like the stars aligning on, on you know, unplanned that this is basically like the friend anniversary. Yeah. Like a, I like a week really later. Like, but, I said it. like, yeah. like, wow. Yeah, holy shit. It's been a year. Holy it's, shit. It's crazy. It is fucking what bananas. Weird, what a weird situation. It really is. But as always, you can find all of our stuff at pastcontroller.io on Twitter and on Instagram at pastcontroller and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash pastcontroller. If you're a friend of the show, a fan of the show, want to help support the show, you can do that in a few different ways. You can go to pastcontroller.io threadless.com i just had a brain fart press the controller on threadless.com and getting yourself some sweet six swag going to patreon.com slash pass the controller becoming a patron or just share the show share the show somewhere let's let someone else see it hear it find us that that is the best thing you can do honestly your money is great and if you have it to give we would love it but sharing us leaving us a review those are the things that help more than you could even imagine uh and you can find me at big room you can find mike at underscore Michael Path. You can find Todd at Toddy underscore by underscore nature. And again, Jesse, we appreciate you coming on, spending the time with us. Please go give Jesse a follow, read his work if you aren't already doing that. Uh, And until next time, this has been episode 246. Almost the 256, almost the 16 bit podcast. Almost there. Until next time. 